Remote. I'm James Chalmers, and with me, as always, are my wonderful co-hosts, Nick. Ha- uh, nope. Nick Harrisonitis. <laughs> yes, I'm taking Tina's last yeah. name. Nick Owen and Tina Harrisonitis. Say hello, hello, everyone. Hello. Hello, hello. Cut that out. Leave it in. It's fine. <laughs> no, it's good. I think people appreciate how, like, the candid, yeah, of candidness of it all. Yeah. The candor, candid, yeah, candor, yeah, uh, of the show. You know, it makes us seem a little more relatable and human. We're not perfect. We, yeah. we pulled them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how are you, James? I'm good. I'm ready to talk about Guardians of the Galaxy yet again. Oh, you've got to come back for a third helping. <laughs> no, just kidding. Oh. <laughs> I think we'll be sick of that. <laughs> One of my buddies at work was like, I haven't listened to your last two episodes because I haven't seen Guardians yet. I was like, whose fault's that? Like, <laughs> yeah. go watch it. Yeah. I'm like, going to deliberately talk about it in the next episode so you have to keep avoiding our show. Actually, you know what? Just I'm um, spur of the moment. I'm going to check what it's, what it's sitting out on IMDb. Last I checked was 8.2, which is still higher than the first one. Guardians of the Galaxy. Look at us not two. talking about this movie. Eight point two. Nice. A little high for my. Uh, yeah. Okay. I would. Yeah, I think like an eight is. I think I gave it an eight last week. So. Mm-hmm. Um, I still haven't gone back to see it again, but I do want to see it before it finishes up. Yeah, I was thinking. Uh, you know, it might be worth waiting a couple of weeks till everything till it dies down mm-hmm. a bit. You know, there's definitely a few movies this weekend in particular I'm going to go see. So I'm going to keep putting it off. Um. Guys, let's talk some news, I guess. Do you guys want to talk about your own weeks? How have you been? Sorry, I was so rude to me. That's okay. Tina? Um, not great. Cool. Please don't yes, elaborate. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, just, you know, like really, really busy with work and a, a personal friend, you know, passed away this week yeah. and um, just to put a, a, a dampener on... The podcast. Listen to this candor. Yep, basically. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. So just just really busy and and work is keeping me on my toes, basically. But in a positive me on my toes in the classroom and in my tears at home. <laughs> <laughs> but in a positive, you are engaged to a hero. I did save a dog's life today. So yes, that's true. Why are we only hearing about this now? <laughs> So I wanted to brag on the show. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, I actually did. Luna, um, who is a maniac, uh, she was buying down that shark cartilage. I think we showed you, because you asked about her once. I was like, this is yeah. what it is. Yeah. She uh, was chowing down on it when I was leaving the house earlier, and she went out too aggressively, and it got caught between both her jaws. Oh, really? So she's trying to chomp down this, like, things as I keep her mouth open. So I throw the treat bag, so I run out to get her, and then, of course, she runs off because she thinks I'm chasing her. And she's like thrusting at the mouth. <laughs> and then like she eventually, it must have realigned because then I shoved my hand down her throat and it's moved and now it's in between like the, the teeth oh, of the top God. jaw. I dig my hand and I pull it out and there's just like blood all over oh, my hand because like she's obviously like shredded inside of her mouth. I just threw it away and I'm like, you're an idiot. <laughs> so heroes. all heroes wear capes, I guess. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they wear the blood of their own dog. Yeah. I thought you meant like it was a random... You know, like you swung in from a web to pick up a dog that was on the road kind of thing. Like, no, 
None of those. So it was look, it was selfish. I saved my own dog. <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> but um, yeah. And how's your week been, Nick? Yeah, not bad. I'm fighting fit again after last week. Yeah, that's right. You were a bit uh, under the weather last week. But... Well, I thought I was being subtle when I snuck off to blow my nose, but it came in loud and clear when I listened back to the episode. So <laughs> I didn't even hear it. Nice little treat for everyone there. <laughs> this mic's too good, man. It picks up everything. Yeah. Um, but no, I don't know what uh, what news do you have for us, James? Um, not much. Um, you usually lead these things. I'll just have a look at what I had written down. Oh, there wasn't too much. Um, the only big kind of thing that happened in the last week that I can think of, I don't know if there's any casting or anything that I that really appealed to me. Uh, but they finally revealed the villain in Flash, which Tina and I got to see. Yes. Um, so all season long we've been like, who's this guy, Savitar? Who is he? And I had my own theory. Do we have the same theory? Um, so my, I'll explain my theory. Go for it. Uh, so my theory was that Savitar was... Um, Spoilers, in case you don't watch The Flash or you haven't got to Flash yet. Nick, too bad yes. to deal with it. Yes. <laughs> um, so my theory was that Savitar was Barry Allen from if he stayed in Flashpoint. Um, so obviously, like, we all know that the choices that you make create alternate universes, blah, 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 blah. <clears throat> um, so when Harry... Tra- Harry... <laughs> Harry Allen. Yeah, Harry, <laughs> Harry Allen. Yeah. Um, when Barry um, uh, travelled to Flashpoint and he was living in Flashpoint, um, you know, and then obviously he makes the choice to come back. Uh, you know, obviously there's a version of Barry that then doesn't make the choice to come back. Yeah, and then the series, timeline. that's oh, exactly yeah. right. And, um, I can't really remember, but was he like being chased by like time rates and stuff like that in Flashpoint? Um. I think there was... No, the time race were later. Um, okay. the, the Black Flash was chasing him when he went into the Speed Force to yeah. save Wally. Oh, no. Um, okay. And, you know, and you know, like that, Harrison Wells is all like, Who's the villain now, Flash? I'm not Earbud Thorne, not Harrison Wells. But yeah, well, it's same, Flash. whatever, same person. Yeah. I know it's not the same person. Um, and so, yeah, so that was my theory in that, like, the series is a chain of events that happened in Flashpoint if Barry had would have stayed, which we don't know because we didn't see that because Barry didn't stay, um, uh, create him to then become Savitar. Um, and that would make sense as to why, like, Savitar comes from <laughs> that whole, like, all the people who existed in Flashpoint and he was getting alchemy to, like, bring all those people from Flashpoint. And restore their powers. Then restore their stuff, powers yeah. and stuff like that. So that's... My theory, and it is correct in the fact that, spoilers, Savitar is Barry Allen, but which, we don't know which version of yeah. Barry Allen he is yet. We'll find so out. So we don't know if he's a future tomorrow version. tomorrow when we watch that episode. Yes, that's exactly right. So Does we don't know if he's a future powers? version or not. Yes, yeah, so he's, he's a way user. faster than the Flash. And he oh. has a burnt face. Mm. Burnt face, man. He has a yeah. burnt face. I, I also so we wonder was... what might have happened. Mm. I also thought it was Barry Allen, um, simply because there was one line very early on the season mm. where he says, I'm the future Flash. And I was like, yeah. he said those words too close together for it to be coincidence. I think he's giving a hint, like he yeah. is the future version of the Flash. Mm. And no and one else... Say was... in the comics, Savitar is Barry I'm Allen? I'm pretty sure in the comics, Savitar was Barry Allen as mm. well, which was a bit of a clue, but they don't always do the same thing. Same villain no. stuff in the show. They do mix it around a little bit. So that wasn't necessarily a lock. But I was like, I bet you it would be Barry Allen. That's kind of what I thought it might be. Um, although there was like the other theory that was um, oh, uh, Ronnie, Ronnie Raymond, who got yeah. sucked into the Speed Force. Or even um, 
Eddie Thorne because he got sucked to the Speed Force as well. And then we had other theories There's that There's a rumour he actually, um, Eddie Thorne might be coming back this season. Oh, okay. That's a prickly rumour. Yeah. Continue. <laughs> um, and then, like, there, was, there were other theories that, like, um, it was going to be Wally and then the other theory was that it was going to be, like, who's the old... Flash, when he looks like oh, a dad. Jay Garrick. Yeah, so there's theories that it was going to be Jay, <laughs> sort of thing like that. And then we were throwing around theories that it was like, oh my god, what if it's Iris? Oh my god, what if it's like HR? Yeah, I think oh there were a lot of more like jokes and Joe. stuff though. Yeah. But um, no, I dug it. I'm glad that that was the reveal. I'm glad that it was him. That's mm. a cool twist. Also, apparently this week on Supergirl, they teased Batman. Ah. They've been playing like little teasers in the show for a little while now, but apparently at one point, um, we'll get the episode eventually. But I think Wynn's talking to Supergirl. No, to Winston to James Olsen. And James is like, you know, Superman's got this friend who helps him out sometimes. And Wynn's like, oh, this guy? And does like the bad ears or oh, whatever. Yeah. So that's cool. So we might be getting Batman uh, next in the next run of shows, hopefully. Cool. I wonder who's going to... Fill those boots? <clears throat> yeah. I don't know. I think they, their casting's pretty dead on, though. Like, I really like how they cast as Supergirl. I like how they cast as Green Arrow, even if he's not as cheery as I'd like him to be. Uh, I like uh, Grant Gustin as Barry Allen. The dude who plays Superman I really liked. I like everyone they've cast. Um, so I, I think, you know, leave it up to them and we should uh, get a decent Bruce mm-hmm. Wayne. Um, I guess people have been <clears throat> waiting all week to hear the resolution from my... Uh, when I was telling you about that show that I saw one time when I was a kid where the guy shot a gun in a classroom. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Yes. So the I show was... About that. The, everyone can, like, <laughs> stop holding your breath. The show <laughs> took me a lot, many hours to find this was Boston Public. Okay. Oh, okay. That yeah. rings a bell. Yeah. That rings a bell. And I looked through, like, the cast all the way down, and um, who did I say it was? Um, I can't remember who I said it was. I can't remember either. Um, say who it is, and I'll see. Or was it a no? No, I couldn't even, I didn't recognise anyone from the show except for the, like, principal or whatever. Okay. Uh, you'd know him. He was in, like, the West Wing and many others. Like the main guy in the West Wing? No, not Martin Sheen. I'm just having like one of those brain farts where I can't think of his name. P.U. <laughs> well done. <laughs> um, that's okay. So Boston Public. If you I want... do remember that show. Mm. I never watched it. If yeah. you want a mediocre high school drama that would be completely mm. out of date and you can't find it. It's not yeah. even on IMDb. Rob Lowe. Oh, Rob Lowe. He's great. He's in Parks and Rec. Yeah. And he's fantastic in that. Well, he's not in Boston Public. <laughs> he doesn't shoot a gun in a classroom. I was going to say, I was Boston like, Public. I'm looking at these photos and I'm not seeing Rob Lowe anywhere. I'll set the scene for you. They're all like... Oh, is it set in a school? Yeah. Okay, I always thought Boston Public was like, um, like a version of, a serious version of Spin City. Like, okay. I thought it was like a council. Oh, no, no. Yeah, I, don't, I didn't no. realise it was a school. Oh, okay, yep. Like, he's a, a teacher. Imagine Rob Lowe, but it's not him. <laughs> he's teaching a class and he has, it's obviously in Texas or something because he has a gun <laughs> holstered to his hip. <laughs> They have open carry down there, and the, 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 they just don't shut up these students. So we like does a desk pop, fires a few rounds into the roof. Oh my god! So that's all I know about the show as well. So, so it wasn't Rob Lowe yeah, in that show. Yeah, okay, yeah, cool. But well, was... I'm glad that that was a fun mystery in the end because you definitely got me chuckling. Yeah. So um, the other thing we've been doing is we've been watching a ton of the Goldbergs. Remember we mentioned that sitcom? I came in yeah. to get around that. It we, sounded um, funny when you were t- explaining Well, now we're almost halfway through season three, so we're blazing through it. Yeah. Like, uh, there's only, season four hasn't even finished yet, so we're really like catching up to running out of episodes, which kind of sucks. But um, it's been getting progressively funnier as well, I found. Because like, not every episode is kind of like a, 
like a hilarious riot. Like some of them kind of like, eh. yeah. But it, when it's not super funny, I find that the um, the at least the family drama side of it is really good. Like there's like it's funny. Like the other day we're watching an episode, and I talked millions of times on the show about how I cried everything, and it was like it was emotional. Like I did like get misty eyed, and I looked over and she was misty eyed. And Tina ne- almost mm. never cries and yeah. stuff, so <laughs> that goes to show like Some how cold son of a bitch. <laughs> that's uh, I guess a, like a, it's a testament to the writing, I guess, and the performances. Yeah. But um, yeah, we're digging it. Um, I'm actually disappointed that we're so close to the end already. How many yeah. seasons? Uh, season four is just wrapping up now. Okay. Um, well, that's good. Good time to get into it then, because you yeah. can at least you know when you get into a show in season one. And yeah, like you know what, you, when you're an idiot and you start like Game of Thrones at season two. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, not long now, like less than two months. Yeah. I'm just trying not to think about it. Well, I'm going to remind you every episode, <laughs> Game of Thrones is coming. I've got a question for you. What are you going to do for the first, say, month of the season? Because I'll be away. Mm. Uh, um, I can't imagine we'll avoid talking about it completely. Um, yeah, well, obviously. <laughs> You're allowed to talk about it. Yeah. No, like, no, we're not going to talk about it at home. You'll like, just have to mic. write us letters. Yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll Skype you in or something. We can do a Skype podcast. Do you, uh, know how to, you know how to record Yeah, Skype. I do. Uh, we do it on Twidcast every now and then. But where are you going to be in America? I'll be all over the world, man. Yeah, so the timing's not going to be right mm. for most of it. Mm. So, um, that's okay. We'll, um, we'll figure it all yeah, out. Yeah, we can do, like, mini-episodes, like a 10-minute, like, wrap-up, which turns into an hour. Or we can get you to, like, record... Yeah, record like a, something. You can record a video it. review and send yeah. it through Facebook, and yeah. we'll, like, up- upload it. No, I'll record my com- half a conversation <laughs> and, like, laugh at bits and you can <laughs> fill it with a joke or something like that. Wow. That person has really gotten him or herself into quite a predicament. <laughs> yeah. oh, I saw the greatest video this week as well. Um, someone took like a bunch of Star Wars footage, including the new trailer, and inserted Tommy Wiseau into it. Oh no! So before we leave, <laughs> oh, that's show, yeah, great. Um, let's get into the the bulk of it, guys. We uh we dilly dallied a bit, to be honest. There wasn't much news though, so that's why. That's all right. Well, um, I can cross Boston Public off my list. <laughs> that's done. Uh, we'll start with reviews. Did anyone watch anything this week? Because I haven't been to the movies in like two weeks. I have watched so many movies. Nice. Did you watch anything this week? Too? I don't think. We didn't watch I a movie together this week. Did? No, no we didn't watch I a movie together. I watched more of... Shetland? Shetland and Project Runway. How good is Shetland, by the way? Yeah, so but I'll tell you there. what, yes. Uh, well, on one hand, yes, and on the other hand, no. Yeah. Because it's like so far away from Scotland. Mm. Um, it's like basically the middle of nowhere. But it's just so beautiful. But at mm. the same time, everybody seems to be like... Morbidly depressed because there's yeah. nothing to do on those islands. It looks so like grey though, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. And um, you have to watch the show with subtitles. Oh, yeah. Because the it's accent just like, is so, so thick. thick. It's so thick. And they'll say, like, can instead of no. And yeah. if you miss it, like, you're just like, what did, I, what did they say? Yeah. Sort of thing like that. But yeah, no, I'm only like the three episodes in. And I That's really about like what it. I saw. Yeah. What happens? The, is the first one like, um, like, is it like an old mystery about like Norwegian? Yeah, it was like, like the, um, a, spy a woman. Or something, or like yeah, a... I was, yeah. So it was like um, uh, a woman got killed, like an old lady got yeah. killed, and she was having she had like an archaeological dig happening in her backyard, and they found like ruins and stuff like that. Um, and it turns out I, I didn't really pay attention to the second half of the episode, mm. um, but it was like. Um, yeah, it was like her lover had been buried because he'd been murdered 
by like her husband or something. Something like that. Yeah, I'm the same. I watched like it so long ago. Yeah, yeah. But it's like because it's so. It's I like, was cooking while I was doing it, so that's why I wasn't like paying attention. It's like halfway. This these Shetland Islands are like halfway between Scotland and Norway or something. Yeah. So yeah. They, maybe during World War Two or something, they were used to ferry something. Yeah, that's you know, exactly this is very right. Broad. It was like a Norwegian. <laughs> she fell in love with like this Norwegian. Yeah, like it was a spy sailor, or a spy guy sort of thing like yeah, that. Yeah. Actually, is this the most helpful review ever? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I don't watch it. It's so like, I'm like oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, something like, about Norway. You can't understand what yeah. they're saying. And there's a lot of murder. <laughs> we can't even explain the story yeah. properly. But yeah, no, I really, I'm really enjoying it. I really, really like it. I mean, it's it's kind of like if you haven't watched Broadchurch, I would say that it's the next, it's the mm. step before you go to Broadchurch, yeah. sort of thing like that. Um, like I don't like it's definitely not as like. Um, over dramatized like CSI or NCIS or anything like that, where they're all like, and taking off their yeah, sunglasses yeah, yeah, and all yeah. that kind of shit. Um, but yeah, it's definitely not as like sad and bleak as Broadchurch. I would say that it's like mm. a happy medium between the two. Is it as jolly as Doc Martin though? No, Doc no. Martin is amazing. But that is a jolly show. I'll give you that. And Sue also loved Doc Martin too, apparently. So there you go. So to answer the question, no, Tina didn't watch any movies this week. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, I did. I'll start um, because Go. it's something that Nick reviewed recently as well. Uh, I finally sat down and watched Moonlight. Ah, Best yeah. picture winner of 2017. Um, and I will say it wasn't the best picture of 2017. Yeah. So I think um, we agreed on that then. It's not a bad film at all. Like I think the performances are spectacular. I think everyone is like great in it. Like the... Three different guys who play, uh, is it Ch- Chiron or Chiron? Or Chiron. Chiron, yeah. Um, like, they don't look anything alike, but they're so convincing mm. you believe. It doesn't bother you, does it, when no. you're watching it? You don't... I think the only the only thing is, is there's, uh, it's never very clear. It's not like, okay, we're going to change the time, the passage of time now. Yeah. So it just takes you like a split second to be like, oh, okay, we've moved forward mm. and stuff like that. Oh, I think by the third one, I was like, okay, I know what's happening yeah. now. Yeah. Um, I think the middle section is the best section, like with the teenager. Yeah. Like, I think with him as a kid, like it's, it's interesting, and you get a lot of Mahershala Ali, which is really good because that's the only time he's in. I think. I think he pops yeah. up again after Did that. Did you like that he just sort of disappears from the story? Yes and no, because I really like um, Janelle Monae as well. She's also in Hidden Figures, and she was the woman who like kind of helped raise him. Yeah. And I was like, wasn't she with him? Like, why is she still in? But he's not. Like, yeah. in as much as I was kind of confused as to why I couldn't have both of them on screen, because the two of them are dynamite. And they actually share scenes and hidden figures together as well, because they're both in that. Oh, okay, um, yeah. So I really like their chemistry. Um, but he was great. And yeah, it would have been nice to see more of him, but I didn't mind that he dropped off, because it mm-hmm. wasn't his story. Um, one of my favourite moments in, um, in the entire film is when he hits... Spoilers. I mean, it's not really spoiling anything, because yeah. you don't get the context... When he hits the guy in the back of the head with the chair, yeah. like he finally got punishment and stuff. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the performance is excellent. Um, I think visually it's very good. Um, oh, um, and so I can't think of her name right now, but the the English actress who plays his mum. Oh, Naomi Harris. Yes. Yeah, yeah she's she great. Fantastic. She's really good. All the performances are solid. I think the message is really strong, but I don't think it's a movie. Do you know what I mean? I, know, like, I do know what you mean. It's actually. kind of like a this really great two-hour character study, but there isn't much plot. And I'm not saying you need to have a cohesive plot for it to be a good mm. film. Like, um, nothing really gets resolved, though, does it? Yeah, like the same way. Like, I mean, 
I've referenced it a lot this year in particular, but like under the skin, like there's not really a cohesive plot to it, but it's I still think it's brilliant. Mm. Like I think it's really well done. This I was more kind of I just wanted because of everything he went through, and because of like they showed us so many like kind of significant moments. I wanted some form of resolution or closure in at least one storyline. Mm. Like the the thing with his mum was never really resolved, um, and the thing with the guy who he hooked up with once and then never spoke about it again like that was to me was just like awkward and unnerving I was like, the whole mm. time it seemed like it just felt so uncomfortable I was like is he gonna beat him up or is that guy gonna be, like is, is this a trick and they're gonna hurt him like yeah. what's going on like I just couldn't kind of figure out what was going on and then like the chef's special I was like oh it's rice like yeah but it's the chef's special rice yeah sort of like oh like you listed like all these great things and you're like Broken to the chef special, it was just like the most underwhelming meal. Yeah. Actually, just a, a, something we were talking about off air. Um, this uh, this YouTube show, binging with Babish, he mm. recreates that chef special. Oh, does so he? If you want to know how to make it? Oh, I'll check it out. If you yeah. want to know how to make rice? Yeah. <coughs> um, well, I like the way he did milk steak. So, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, I. Um, so it's not a, it's definitely not a bad film. I think it's it, the story is very important, or the message of. What's in the film is very important. I think the performance is excellent. I definitely agree with Mahershala getting a nod. I think that kid in the second one should have got a nod as well. Mm. Like, he was fantastic. Um, but I just don't think... I, I kind of left the film kind of dissatisfied because I didn't kind of get what I wanted yeah. out of it, I guess. I don't know if it was just me or the way the film was meant to reach its climax, but I kept expecting... So, um, towards the end of the second act, which is the middle section, mm. he sort of hits this guy with a chair who's sort of been bullying him, and then we just cut straight away to like, I don't know, 10 years later. Or yeah, whatever. he gets taken away by the police, and then I was like, oh, are they going to show him in prison? Like, is that what's gonna, that's what this is going to be? Or like, is he going to be fresh yeah. out of it? And then it starts in this really weird place, where like, he's in a car with like, he's got grills on, he's like with some guy who we've never met before. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I guess this guy's important. We never see him again. Like, yeah. it's just, I don't think it's put together very well. But it's not, it's not bad. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like, it's not a bad film. It's just, it feels incomplete, if anything. Yeah. But, but what I was going to say is that whole last, the last scene probably goes for 20 minutes or so, I suppose, in, in this restaurant. And I kept expecting, say, a gang to show up because so, he was back in town and yeah. I, just, I thought there was going to be like this violent end to it or something like that yeah I wasn't sure and I didn't want it to end violently like I wanted like this guy had gone through so much I wanted you know I wanted his mum to like apologise or something and that didn't really happen and I wanted like like his friend apologised but I didn't care mm. I guess I was kind of like no like you're doing more than this like it didn't more seem than a, more than a chef special yeah <laughs> and then like you know, there's that whole storyline about how that guy like had a kid now, and like he was with a girl for a while, but then he wasn't. And I was like, so wait, is he a romantic option for him now, or like what's? Yeah. So it's definitely not a bad film. Like I, I really enjoyed the performances, and I did enjoy it. Um. In as much as I thought, like, like I enjoyed the storytelling or the, the story in there, I just wanted more. So I mean, I wouldn't have cared if they made it two and a half hours long. Do you know what I mean? Like if, just finish it. That's what it kind of felt like. I'm like, oh. Finish the story. Like, let me know what's going on. Like, I know that it's meant to kind of be this abstract drop in and drop and like kind of leave, you know, into different segments of the life. But just, yeah, it it kind of left me wanting more, um, which I guess is a good thing. But not when you thought you get the yeah. whole story in a film 
Like, I don't think they're going to do, like, an Age of Ultron for this. Like, you're going to get, like, a sequel, like, the gang gets back together and... Yeah. Um, but that being said, like, the performance is so good, I feel like I'd be doing it injustice if I gave it anything lower than a 7. So, I'll give it 7 chef specials out of 10. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's, everyone should still check it out. Like, everyone should watch it. Um, just, just stick with it. Because even if, you know, you kind of leave a little bit disappointed the way I was there's still some great performances in there and like there's one point in the film where you do get to cheer and it's when he hits this like yeah. horrible person with the chair and the kid does not get off yeah, so yeah. like uh, so definitely check it out uh, yeah seven, seven chef specials out of ten yeah uh, good uh, do you watch anything? Uh, yeah you so watch a lot yeah I'll breeze through um, I think you have you guys both seen Hail Caesar? yes <laughs> and did you both yeah, really yeah. like it? Yeah. loved it let me to bring you back to Earth. I think it was in in my top five for 2017. I, yeah. I couldn't remember if it was you or if it was like this guy I watch on YouTube mm. who reviews movies. But didn't you have it as like one of your best of the year? Yeah, it was in my yeah. top five. I think yeah. it was three. Yeah. Okay, so it definitely wasn't, wouldn't be in mine. <laughs> um, I just, I almost have a, a similar sort of complaint to, to what you were just talking about with um, Moonlight in that like, I was like, what is this about? Because you, from the trailer, I was like, oh, okay, it's about George Clooney. He gets kidnapped. Mm. But it's that's a feature of the story, but it's not really about that. Yeah, it's kind of about a red scare with the communists, but it's not really about that. Mm. It's the main character, I guess, is Josh Brolin playing this guy. Yeah, it's what, more it about Manics? kind of all the different things he has to deal with being a fixer in Hollywood yeah. at that time. But it didn't to me. It didn't. I didn't go in thinking, oh, I'm seeing a movie about what a an old time fixer was in Hollywood. <laughs> yeah. I was like, it's so many threads. Mm. You know, I was like looking at IMDb while I was watching. I'm like, oh. Channing's in this. He's great in it And then as well. he just pops up in this like 10 minute dancing introduction <laughs> yeah. thing. And I was like, what am I even watching? Um, you were not delighted by his tap dancing? Oh, it was great. But yeah. Especially when he like, like, jump, like bounced off the guy's head and put a rag on the <laughs> bartender's head. It's going to make no sense if you haven't seen it. But anyway. Um, so I was like, and I like everyone in that film. Mm. And I thought they were good, but I was just like, eh, I could really. I, I'm not like glad I saw it. You know what yeah. I mean? I Did really... you like um, at least the Ray Fiennes scene? Well, like would, it, would, to... would that it was so easy? <laughs> that was fun actually. <laughs> and like you just see him like trying so hard yeah. to maintain like yeah. his composure and stuff. Would that it was so easy? It's like what are you, do- what are you doing? What are you doing that? <laughs> um, actually, I would say the person who probably came out of it the best for me was Alden. Alden. Oh, he's the, the new Han Solo. Yeah, yeah, he's great in it. I don't know what he's like. Alden. Heinrich or something? Yeah, something like yeah, that. Yeah, he's great. He's great in it as Hobie. Mm. Like a southern, sort of slow kind of guy. But he's yeah. a western star. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, okay. Well, I mean, I do understand. Like, when I got out of it, I'm like... Well, actually, I know, because we were like... The guy in front of us, Like, the yeah. film finished, and we're sitting in the credits, and I'm like, oh, that was really good. That was mm. great. I loved it. And Ted's like, me too. And then there's this old guy, and he goes... What a load of trash! <laughs> so, I want to go hang out with him. I want to do a podcast with him now. <laughs> trash cast. <laughs> Where you guys do his like bad mouth movies. Yeah. Um, and you know, I went into it that like the Coens, they mm. sort of specialise in that sort of offbeat. Well, it's yeah, very it's, different. It's, it's not like an actual storyline. It's just like a series of events that happen. Yeah, yeah. Like it's that. very yeah, different for them because they don't really do lighthearted stuff like. Um, like Fargo and um, Burn After Reading are funny movies, but they're not happy movies. Like yeah. they definitely like have horrible things happen. Like people get killed for no reason, uh, and the rest of that stuff tends to be a lot darker. So um, I remember when I came out, I was like, I can't believe that's a Coen Brothers film. I loved it, but I think most people are looking for a kind of 
traditional Coen Brothers film are going to be very disappointed. And mm. a lot of people were. Like, a lot of people didn't like it, but um, I, I liked how offbeat and, and silly it was and Tilda Swinton playing two roles. Yeah, like, that, was, that was okay. Um, Frances McDormand is the editor. Like, she's like a brief little cameo. Um, Joni Hill, I think, is good in it. Scarlett Johansson. If I was... I, remember, I think I said to Tina, like, when it came out, I'm like, if someone, like, never loved Scarlett Johansson or was like, oh, I don't know about her... Just that scene of her, like, in the pool doing, like, all the... Water she water. comes down, she's like, like, what do you want, Jim? She's yeah. so stunning to look at, though. Like, so beautiful, like, as an old-time actress. And so I was like, she's... Like, that should convert anyone who doesn't like Scarlett Johansson. Yeah. So, but I do see why you don't like it. I understand that. But I think you're wrong. Yeah. No, that's like, <laughs> and nah, uh, again, I, I didn't actively... I wasn't sitting there thinking, fuck, I don't even want to watch this. Mm. I was like, I watched it in one sitting, so... Um, you know, I, but I, I couldn't, in good conscience, give it more than about six and a half out of ten. That's fair. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, probably mainly due to me liking all the actors on screen. You know. Yeah, performances are strong. Yeah. Um, I just don't know Josh Brolin. I don't know why he's not a massive star. He should be right. Everything he's good at, at in he's everything. He's great in everything. One of the best casting decisions ever was to get him to play young Tommy Lee Jones in Men in Black 3. Yeah. The minute they said it, I'm like, oh my god, that's perfect. Yeah, they're like, it's, he gets it spot on, doesn't he? He's so good in everything. I think the first time I saw Josh Brolin, I think, was in Planet Terror, which is uh, one of the Grindhouse yeah. films. And he's so good. Like, he's this horrible, malicious doctor who's always punishing his wife and stuff. But he's so charming and good, you don't care. Yeah. And you should. like, <laughs> yeah. uh, And like, No Country for... Old Men, he's fantastic oh, in. Yeah, so good in uh, He was even good in um, Sin City. We went to that together. Um, mm. And uh, I remember like before Affleck was cast, I'm like, they should cast Brolin as Batman. I think he'd be a really oh, good Batman. He would be. Right? Like, yeah. Because he's yeah, so suave and dapper. Like, But he's like big as well. Like, yeah. He's feeling he could like bulk up and stuff. Yeah, and he's like, a little bit older. Like, he, so I was like, oh, that'd be cool. So unfortunately, they didn't go with him, but yeah. I like Affleck, so it's fine. Um, I completely forgot. So that was about six odd. Uh, my score was like six spaghetti lassos out of ten. <laughs> that scene when Hobie's nice. doing that. Um, I watched another flick. So I saw my back and forth. You might have seen it. I definitely should have seen it earlier than now, but I watched it today. Uh, I finally sat down and watched 1995's Empire Records. I haven't seen it. Okay. Um, so it's 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 pretty great. It's, That's the British one. No, it's American. Oh. It's got um, Liv Tyler. She's probably the biggest breakout star in that film. She wasn't like a celebrity at that point. Uh, Renee Zellweger. Um, uh, Anthony LaPaglia is in it. Um, and there's a couple of other American actors that you would recognize by looking at them, but I can't remember their names. And it's essentially just like a day in the life of this record store that like is at risk of closing down because um, this chain wants to buy them out and stuff. And it's kind of like PG Clerks, like because Clerks is obviously one of my favorite films of all time. Yeah, it, you've never which, mentioned that, which is probably why I like it so much. Um, but it's just this wonderful, like, kind of day in the life, yeah, dramedy about these kids who work in a record store and kind of make fun, make fun of the customers, but maybe not as maliciously as Clerks. More kind of there to have a good time. It kind of feels like JB the movie a little bit, yeah, but not as um, strict. <laughs> like there's not there's not so much concern about work in that movie. Oh, okay, as yeah, to, yeah, yeah. So there's a lot of hanging around a store. A lot of hanging around. A lot of like kind of joke pages over the loudspeaker. Oh yeah. A lot of like heavy metal playing and stuff. There's someone in a very bright purple shirt. Yeah, he oh, he's a real jerk as well. Um, and I've never been a huge Liv Tyler fan. I don't dislike her. I've just never. I think because she's very soft spoken, mm. and so like I'm always kind of like, man up, like Liv yeah. Tyler, like speak. Like, you know, demand the presence you feel like you deserve, whatever. I like her and everything I've seen. Like, I liked her in Lord of the Rings. 
Uh, I liked her in Strangers. The Strangers, yeah. But and I liked her in Jersey Girl, which a lot of people consider like a terrible thing, but I liked her in Jersey Girl <laughs> a lot. But um, I've never been a huge fan of her, but I dug her so much in this. And maybe it's because she's dressed in 90s clothes as well. Yeah. And I'm a big fan of girls in 90s clothes. <laughs> really? Yeah. Like, Since oh, when? I mean, not like, not like 90s kind of goth or whatever, but like she's got this big kind of fuzzy sweater and like a pleated skirt and stuff. And I don't know. And like, but, and like docks. I'm like, yeah, that's cool. I like that. Yeah. I've never known you to Women like that. Women in ninety-year-old clothing <laughs> is what I got from that. Nineties fashion is the worst fashion. No, but it was no, great. I like some nineties oh, fashion. No. Some of it's not great. Yeah. Yeah, like not all nineties clothes, but like Oasis fashion is not good. You know, like just oversized shirts and stuff like that. But I think the other thing is though, like it makes again, like, and it makes me think of Clerks. I'm like, oh, I like Clerks, like, and I like the way all those characters. Look. That's what she's dressed like. She's in the front. Yeah. Yeah, well, I'm like, oh, I like that. That's, That's quite marvellous. Yeah. <laughs> Me, the fashion guru. Um, <laughs> so, Empire Records, I'm going to give... How many licorice pizzas out of ten? Licorice pizzas? That's a vinyl. What oh, okay. Vinyl <laughs> Uh, that just made me think of like when they put re- uh, pizzas on the record players in the Goldberg. Yeah. Every time there's a party, someone throws a pizza on the record <laughs> player. It's, uh, licorice pizzas, I'll give it an 8 out of 10. Wow, very Really strong. enjoyed it, yeah, really, really dug it. How long is it? Like an hour and a half. Like, that sounds like good. Like, totally good. Like, it's, it, I'm not, like, it's not hilarious. Like, it's not laugh out loud as, you know, as some of the other kind of 90s comedies. But it's like, a, like you know how like, there's some 90s movies that are just like really good watches that like, you can just watch them over and and probably because they come from our childhood. Mm. Um, interesting little segue. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like just totally watchable and fun. And like I dug it. And like obviously like having a history in retail, you could just relate. And I was like, yeah, I, I'm digging everything about this. Um, so it took me 22 years, but I finally watched Empire Records and I loved it. Oh, good. Maybe I'll check it out. Yeah, check it out, man. It's good. Um, okay, so I'll quickly burn through another one before my feature review. <laughs> I got the silver <laughs> uh, I watched Allied, which is Brad Pitt oh, yeah. and Marion Oh, I haven't Cotillard. watched. I almost watched that today, and then I was like, I think Tina wants to see that. I don't know. So okay, it's it's really good. Oh, awesome. I won't go into too much depth because I think you should watch it. Yep. Um, it's especially you, Tina. I think would mm. love it because the set design and costumes are bang on. Cool. It just looks like you're watching footage from that era. Mm, cool. Um, and those two, I find actually. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> well done. I was trying to be so like coy, and then like the noise, I'm like, oh, that's kind of a fun sound. Oh, and then I just hit my toes. And then it just spilled everywhere. Why? Why did it spill? It hasn't been shaken. <laughs> it's just been sitting on it's, the table for like that's two the, hours. The power of my reviews. What? So it's like, oh, we'll show him. Let's force <laughs> yeah, our way out. That's right. All I wanted was a refreshing beverage for this show. If we did like outtakes for like an anniversary show, that could be enough. Yeah. And that and me calling is just Nick, wiping the bottle. Nick Harrisonitis. Now yeah. James is pouring the drink into the glass. You can hear that in the background. It's nearly at the top. <laughs> and it's a glass. <laughs> anyway, I can't even remember where oh, I was. Oh, it's the set design, the costume was bang oh, on. It was really good. Um, and I think um, the first act. Is the best. I think it's just paced beautifully, and there's like a real set piece bit of action. Mm. Um, and after that, it's it's just set in England as opposed to Casablanca. I think it's first. Is it set. is it one of those movies where um, the whole because the the thing that stopped me from watching it in the cinemas 
was that I felt like I'd the the whole start of the movie where he's like I fall in love with this girl and then like they have a family and then like the CIA or whatever it is say we reckon she's a spy I reckon that whole like bit start of the movie where he like falls in love with her and they have kids and stuff like that I feel like that only lasts like 20 minutes does that is that no it's about half the film oh okay good because that's what I was a little bit concerned about when I saw the trailer I was like it's one of those things where it's like that whole setup takes like 20 minutes and then the yeah. rest of the thing is literally yeah. just like him going, I wonder if she's a Nazi. Yeah, yeah. my question was going to be, is it predictable? Because Tina thought from the trailer was a little bit predictable. So. Yeah. Uh, I'd say yes. I can't claim that there's, there's not like a... Uh, um, who's like a, like a Shyamalan kind of... Shyamalan kind of twist in it, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Um, it, it's there's no dead people involved. Um, <laughs> really, in World War Two? <laughs> no, no one dies. <laughs> <laughs> but they're both really cool characters. They're both like spies, mm. um, and you know, there's one bit where they're sort of sitting down to have like a uh, coffee, you know, in uh, this Casablanca sort of. Um, I don't know. It's like one of those outdoor cafes. I know it's mm. a cool set. And Brad Pitt thinks that he's been made, that someone recognises him, and he springs into action. It's really cool. So definitely recommend that. I'd nice. give it about seven and a half. Okay. Seven yeah. and a half what? I don't know what to give it that won't give it away. Swastikas? Yeah, swastikas will do. <laughs> seven and a half swastikas. See, because I was thinking about it, because I do kind of think it could be predictable as well, but like one day we're like, yeah, she's definitely a traitor, and the next will be like, she's definitely not a traitor, I can tell it yeah. in the trailer, like both times. You won't really know... Until yeah. that's what I say. Like yeah. it's, it's not clear. So okay, yeah. good. Yeah. Nice. Um, so yeah, and then um, have you got any any anything else? You want no, to that's I did watch a like an eighties horror film called Night of the Demons, but I don't really need to talk about that. Okay, yeah, sounds good though. It was fun. <laughs> if you're a fan of eighties uh, slush movies with uh, large-breasted teens, you will enjoy it. <laughs> Who isn't? <laughs> uh, and the other movie I watched was. A lot of Oscar buzz last year was Manchester by the Sea. Oh, oh yeah. I almost watched that today as well, and then oh. I didn't, so... And you guys haven't seen that? No. I've heard well, it's very depressing. Are you going to watch it? Yeah. Okay, so again, I'll, I'll keep the um, spoilers to a minimum, um, but fantastic. Yeah? Really great. Um, I think I'm a real big advocate of anything that gets people talking about mental health. Yeah. So I think it's good for that reason, um, but you basically... It doesn't have a resolution the same way as... Moonlight. Um, no, no, I mean, I'm saying it's, it's more akin to one of, like, Moonlight okay. um, than anything else because there's no definite resolution at the end. But um, you you just see Casey Affleck, we drop into his life and he's this, like, caretaker for a couple of buildings. He's sort of a dead-end job. And he's basically just not even living anymore. Yeah. He's just sort of given up. Um, and as you would have seen in the trailer, he gets the phone call that his brother's died, so he has to go I back. haven't even seen the trailer. Okay. Yeah, that's well, right. It's, yeah. it's a trailer moment. I didn't even know it existed until I watched the Academy Awards. And oh, everybody okay. was like, man, she's by sea. And I was like, what the hell is that? Yeah. Um, so, and he, so he goes back and has to look after his, uh, his nephew. Uh, and as the film progresses, you, you find out why he's living this life and why mm. he's sort of like... Yeah, I think I've heard why is I won't... Get to spoil it because the team doesn't know anything about it. Yeah, but I've heard it's a pretty like sad thing. Yeah, it's really grim. It's yeah. really uh, yeah. You can understand why he's like that. Yeah. Um, but fantastic. Everyone, like the the kid who's I think he's a young kid anyway. He plays a sixteen year old, mm. the nephew. Man, he's unbelievable. Yeah. Um, Casey Affleck's great. Is he great? Because I've heard. I, I'm asking because I've heard some people be like, 
Uh, he appears to be great, but really he's just elevated by Michelle Williams' performance. Or do you think it's both? No, I, I thought um, she was she was fine in it, mm. but I, I thought he was like the clear standout okay, of the cool. whole cast. I'm, she's, big, she's, I'm a big fan of him. So. See, I don't want to watch it because of all the history with Casey Affleck and all this sexual assault history mm. and stuff like that. So that's why I basically kind of go... Well, I don't really want to watch this movie now. But is that any sort of thing? Pro- I thought he just like paid like paid out like um, civil lawsuits or something. I don't know if he's actually like been arrested or found guilty of anything. Um, Has he? I don't think it's been. A, I don't think it's a case. I don't. I can't remember. I read a whole bunch of it ages ago, and then I've forgotten what it is. Um, but I think it really is just a case of like um, he verbally sexually assaulted cast members and crew members on a movie. I can't remember which movie it was or something mm. like that. And the director, like it wasn't just him. It was like the director was doing it as well or something like that. And like people came forth, like the women came forth. And obviously, you know, whenever something like hap- that happens, they get completely gaslighted and told that everything that they've done happened to them isn't real sort of thing like mm. that. I think it's like that sort of oh, okay. bullshit well, that's okay. going on. Yeah. Sort of thing. Yeah, I don't know enough about it. Um, yeah, I don't know enough about it either. But like, that is weird, considering he did play a character like that in a movie. Um, yeah, the <laughs> killer, actor. the killer inside me, like mm. where he's like, but he physically abuses women in that. Mm. So, um, well, this wasn't. Yeah, the the according to the story, it wasn't like physical abuse. I yeah. think it was things like taking photos. I think it was things like, um, uh, like you know, making suggestive comments yeah. and then, like, not allowing the women to, like, leave and stuff like that. Okay. Like, that sort of stuff. Mm. I think that's what it was. Uh, I'm purely just basing it off how he was in the film. Yeah, no, which that's is, true. I don't which think you good. should. <laughs> yeah, I think you should, you know, base it off mm. how he is as a human being. Yeah, that probably won't turn. Well, but, but... it's funny you say that because I'll forever hate Chris Brown. I can't listen to his yeah. songs. Yeah, so, yeah. You know? But the difference is he was convicted. Mm. Um, and then we had a mutual acquaintance. I'm going to look this up now. Who thought it was okay that he did that? Do you remember that? No. There was a girl that we worked with. Um, I won't reveal her name, but I thought she was a bit of a dud. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> she like when I worked with you, she requested we play that CD, and I was like, no, we're not going to play that artist CD because he abuses women. Mm. And she goes, yeah, but like, she kind of deserved it. I was like, what are you talking? About? I was like, what are you talking? About? You as a woman should never say. I mean, I don't want to tell the woman what to do because that's kind of what he did. But I'm like, how uh, okay. can you su- how can you support someone mm. who evidently like was proving guilty of punching a mm. woman in the face? Yeah. Um, um, I was like, just listen I... to Drake or something. Like same thing. <laughs> yeah. Can I just say this? So this article from the Sydney Morning Herald says. Uh, Affleck faced sexual harassment allegations in relation to his conduct towards two female co-workers on the set of the 2010 mockumentary I'm Still Here. The women in uh, the women, the film direct, the women, the film's director of photography and a producer, alleged Affleck had made unwanted sexual advances towards them while on set. They also alleged Affleck had crawled... That's right. That he'd crawled into one of the women's beds while they were sleeping. Oh, God. Um, the matter um, ultimately was settled out of court. Because this one's all about how Brie Larson didn't clap for yeah, Affleck. Yeah, I remember that. Um, here we go. Although Affleck is not allowed to comment on the sexual 
harassment allegations under the terms of his settlement, he made two vague remarks on the allegations in light of the controversy they had caused for his best actor nominations for Manchester by the Sea. Um, speaking to the New York Times last year, the actor said he was over it and it was settled to the sophistication of all. I was hurt and upset, I'm sure all were, but I'm over it. Affleck told the publication by email. It was an unfortunate situation, mostly for the innocent bystanders of the families of those involved. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, look, I don't, I'm certainly not trying to defend him because I don't know, we, we just don't know. Yeah. But Hollywood does have a habit of tearing down Afflecks. <laughs> but they love like a terrible Affleck story. Yeah, but Hollywood also does have an incredibly dark history of abuse towards women. Yeah. Like, that would probably even be more prevalent than the abuse towards Affleck's. No, no, I understand that. But, like, even when when Ben Affleck wasn't doing anything wrong in the mid-2000s, he was still getting canned, like, every week. (laughs) Yeah. And, like, there were scandals and stuff, like, just because Hollywood loves to dig up dirt. Um, So... Yeah, like, and if it was settled out of court, like, I don't, th- I mean, look, I don't know. Yeah, I think that that's not, that's not enough for me to say, yeah, convict him, like, he shouldn't be working with yeah, him. No, like, yeah, if, like, yeah. It's, it's not, it's not a great situation to be in. Ah, here we go. <clears throat> Here's some more information. Um, in December 2008, Amanda White agreed to serve as producer on the untitled documentary headed by Affleck and Flemmy Productions, which ultimately became I'm Still Here. She had a decade-long history of working with Affleck. Over the course of filming, White alleged in the complaint that she was repeatedly harassed. On one occasion, she claimed that Affleck ordered a crew member to take off his pants and show White his penis, even after she vehemently objected. She claimed that Affleck repeatedly referred to women as cows and recounted his sexual exploits with reckless abandon. In her complaint, White recalled Affleck asking her, isn't it about time you get pregnant, once he learned her age and suggested that she and a male crew member reproduce. White's accusations go on, ranging from incredibly unprofessional behaviour to actual physical intimidation. She described an instance where she was prevented from returning to her bedroom during shooting because Affleck and Phoenix had locked themselves in her room with two women where they had sex with them. Affleck was married with two children to Phoenix's sister, Summer, at the time, though the couple recently split. She also alleged that Affleck attempted to manipulate her into sharing a hotel room with him. When she resisted, White claimed he grabbed her threateningly and attempted to scare her into submission. Affleck then allegedly proceeded to send White abusive text messages, calling her profane names, refusing to stay with him. White filed a $2 million lawsuit against Affleck in Los Angeles Superior Court. Uh, July 23rd, 2010. And then the whole thing goes, it continues. I'll the only the thing, thing, again, like, I wish to not talk about this too much, and again, like, I feel horrible to sound like I'm defending a horrible person, but I feel I would have heard way more about this. Well, no, not necessarily, because the problem is, is that in today's society, violence against women and sexual assault against women is not talked about. I, no, I just, especially I, in Hollywood. I do understand. I, well, I mean, I disagree because, like, Mel Gibson is still hated and crucified ten years later, and he, compared to these allegations, did basically nothing. But like... it also, but the thing is, it also depends on the way that the the people deal with it. Do you know mm. what I mean? Like, I mean, this is something that, um, you know, if, if it's settled out of court, blah blah blah. And who is you know Casey Affleck? I mean, to you know, in two thousand and ten. None of us knew who Casey Affleck was. Nah, he was, you know what I mean? he was he was already on the rise in 2010. I'd never even heard of him. 
I, I knew mm. Ben Affleck, yeah. but I'd never heard of Casey Affleck. It's like, who the hell is Casey Affleck? Yeah, no, he was on so the rise because he'd done Gone Baby, Gone Baby Gone by then. That kind of launched his career. But just because, just because sexual assault that happens to one person in Mel Gibson's case doesn't mean that, like, that's not a rule by all things. Do you know? What no, I mean? no, no, not at all. But I just feel like Hollywood, I think, has a, is terrible at keeping secrets for the most part. Yeah, but um, I also think that Hollywood is terrible at. Um, it's treatment of women and it's treatment of women, especially when something has happened to them mm. and how to like, um, help them get over that by first saying, okay, yes, this thing has happened to mm. you sort of thing. So seven and a half out of 10. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What have I done? Um, I'm still going to check it out cause I do want to see that. No, nah, it is, it is worth watching. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just like, it's such a tough one with those things that are like settled out of court because it doesn't mm. like it, it muddies the waters because you don't know, you know, you, yeah. there's for every like, um, <clears throat> you, you don't know whether it's someone who's just like, it might be an opportunist who's like, well, I know these stars, they don't want this to be attached yeah. to this kind of stuff. Yeah. You know that's what I was saying. I'm like, well, I mean, if you truly want justice again, I'm not speaking on anyone's behalf. My thing is if you truly want justice, like, I wouldn't take any amount of money. I yeah. just feel like, no, let's take it's it. Just, I think it's just unclear. So it's hard to say. Yeah. Like, I don't think for one second we're saying that, like, oh, that's a made-up accusation. No. But it's so hard to just, you know, like, that's not enough for me to... to that's not that's not your Chris Brown level of, like, yeah. evidence, you know what I mean? Where it's just, like, he clearly just, like... But then that's the thing. Like, that's where you get into, that's where you get into like, difficulties because that's the thing. Like... You could you can say all that sort of stuff and it, it might have absolutely one hundred percent have happened to you, mm. but until you have like physical hard evidence, you know people aren't going to believe you, and that's mm. the problem that we live in with this society mm. is that immediately we go, oh well, it's Hollywood and it's got millions of dollars, so you know she must be lying because then that's how she's going to get her millions of dollars, and just because we don't have a hard piece of evidence where mm. it's a photo of her face being beaten in sort of thing like that we kind of go yeah. well then is it or isn't it sort of thing yeah. and that's the shame but like that's the thing like because I, I absolutely go you know maybe it maybe it's true maybe it is well i guess but i obviously i side more with the woman yeah. than the man because i, I guess the easy way to prove it would be like do you have text messages yeah well you know i definitely don't think i i tend to believe like i'm more of like if there's smoke this fire, like I, I would think yeah. the sandwich is right now yeah. he probably did some of that who knows if he did all of it he probably yeah. did some of it but I also think that you can't ever have a system, and this is going way off topic, yeah. it's yeah. more philosophical, yeah. <laughs> you can't ever have a system where you don't need proof to prove something yeah. because that opens a door yeah. to be like, oh, well, I got, I got robbed, so I need yeah, some money. But you know right. what I mean? Yeah. So it's like as yeah. bad, like it's, it's definitely an imperfect system mm. and I hate the thought of any, any, I mean, any um, victim of any sort of violence or anything like It doesn't have to be a woman, it could mm. be a man as well. No, absolutely. But like for this, you know, any woman who's, had this trauma and come mm. forward and people like, oh, there's money involved. She must be lying. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, you can't ever be like, oh, she's claimed that. So sorry, man. You gotta... Yeah, no, absolutely. Because yeah. it's absolutely just sort of like right. it opens the door to, to mm. anyone just accusing anyone. I just thought as well, and we've gotten way off topic. Um, this is also that film. Do you remember like when this is the film where Joaquin Phoenix was like, I'm not an actor anymore. I'm a rapper. Yeah. yeah. This is the one where everyone was acting on method and stuff. Yeah. So again, I'm not being like, oh, there it is. He was being a method actor, yeah. like. But I wonder if that's one of those stupid, like, kind of things where it's like, oh, no, I'm playing an abusive character, so I need to get into the shoes so of that. that completely justifies I just said I didn't agree with it, that it was horrible, so I'm not agreeing with it. Uh, I'm wondering whether that 
Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? It wasn't even. It's what a piece of shit as well to like get into this trouble over like that. I I never saw that film, but it looked just like yeah, a guy pretending Mm. to give up acting and become a rapper. Like, Mm. yeah. Anyway, we got off topic there. We did. Um, That's all right. I think it's good to have these kind of discussions. What we can agree on is that violence against anyone is wrong. Agreed. And Manchester by the Sea is seven and a half out of (laughs) ten. Well, you can't agree on that. Well, I'm agreeing that you said it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, all right, let's try and lighten things up because I got a little bit dark and heavy for a while. Trailer trash. Trailer trash. That's the first time I've ever done that. Yeah. It's nice. You're uh, you're the official trash man now. <laughs> Last week I really stuffed it up with <laughs> tissues. I tried to like, <laughs> crumple up a tissue. Um, I watched two trailers this week. Um. There was a third that I started to watch, and then I realized I didn't want anything to be spoiled for me before it came out, so I stopped watching it. That was Wonder Woman. Oh, okay. Yeah, I watched it the first, like, ten seconds, and there's a lot of Diana as a girl. I'm like, no, I don't want to watch it anymore, because if they're showing me stuff that, like, a lot of stuff I haven't seen before, then I feel like we're going to see the villain. I already know who the villain is. I don't need to see any more of it, so I didn't. I turned it off, uh, which is kind of against what we do here. Yeah. It makes it hard to discuss things if you don't watch them, but I've seen enough Wonder Woman trailers. I think we've done... I didn't. I watched that trailer. My appetite. But uh, no, I used the word wet with a hate in it. Yeah. <laughs> um, we've done the Wonder Woman trailers. Yeah. Like, I, I watched it and didn't think, let's talk about it. So. Did they show anything particularly unexpected in it, or...? No, they just went into more depth about what we... You know, it was okay. a lot more... Did they, so they didn't show the villain? Uh... I mean, they showed a Nazi guy, but I don't know if that's good. Okay, no, that's cool. Yeah. That's fine, because, like, I remember, like, the Batman vs. Superman tried the very last one showed Doomsday, and I was like, this is awesome. Why would you do that? And then I was kind of like, oh, but now I've seen the whole plot yeah. of this movie. Yeah. Um, cool. Uh, well, the first trailer I watched, uh, I'm sure you watched multiple times, Nick, uh, was a little Chris Nolan movie called Dunkirk. Yeah, I Dunkirk watched it. <laughs> Sorry about that. Um, I, I will say, I'm in. Yeah. First trailer, I was like, "This looks really boring. This is a terrible trailer. This new one is great." Mm. Um, I've, uh, I don't think I've ever like kind of come out as being like anti Nolan. I just think he's a little bit overrated at this point because everyone's just like, "He is the ultimate filmmaker." I'm like, guys, this like Spielberg and Scorsese are still alive. Like, <laughs> let those yeah, guys they, like they done any films as good as uh, Dark Knight? I mean, Schindler's List is pretty good. Yeah. Razor Lost Ark is pretty good. Yeah. The Departed is Departed amazing. is pretty good. Goodfellas is pretty good. Is pretty good. Yeah, mm. God, they are better. God damn it. Casino is pretty Casino's good. Casino is pretty good, yeah. <laughs> Do you want more? Um, but, uh, and like, I think the only Nolan film I haven't seen at this point is Interstellar, which I will get to eventually. Mm. Got to free up three hours so we can watch it together because Tana wants to see it too. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard things um, about it. I've heard you, you convinced me, like your oh, review of it. Yeah, because I wanted to watch it, and you you were all like, "Oh, I've heard that that's shit." Blah, I had blah, heard horrible things about it. I'd heard like it was mediocre and it was overly long, and McConaughey is is fine, but like he's by himself a lot in it. So I was like, "Oh, this kind of sounds terrible." Like the last three album we did was Dark Knight Rises, and that also wasn't great. So, but I've heard two very convincing uh, arguments for it since. Anyway, we didn't watch Interstellar. <laughs> we saw the trailer for Dunkirk. Um, yeah, I dug it. I think it was great. Yeah, it won me back over. I think we talked about the teaser when it first came mm. out. And I think I said, like, you know, it didn't really do much for me. I wasn't that excited, but... Yeah. You know, Nolan fact, doing a war film, like, it makes sense. Like, he's a visual stylist. Like, it looks stunning. Even, like, when it's just kind of, like, random patches of sea. Like, it looks good. Yeah. Cillian um, Murphy, Mark Rylance is, looks great in the trailer. It's uh, all shot on IMAX. Oh, is it? Yeah. I'm sure we'll get an eight-minute teaser to it, like, before a movie soon. Yeah. Um, and, 
What else? It's PG as well, which was an odd choice, I thought. Oh, really? Were PG American or Australian? Because probably, probably not Australian. Yeah, an American PG thirteen could still be an M over here. So okay. I imagine it'll be M because Dark Knight was PG thirteen. So. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, it looks good. It does look good. Uh, and then the other trailer I watched, you hit me to. Uh, the Defenders trailer yeah. finally dropped. What a great trailer. Did you see it? No, what is The Defenders? It's the TV show, so Iron Man, uh, no, Iron Fist, Luke Cage, Jessica Jones and Daredevil all oh, together. Okay. Uh, it's the, the TV version of Avengers, essentially. Yeah. Um, good trailer. Really good trailer. Like, it's such a nerdy thing, but like the minute, like, Matt Murdock meets Jessica Jones for the first time, was like, stop talking. I'm Matthew Murdock. I'm like, oh, this is a yeah, yeah. Like, it's such a cool moment. Um, and seeing, like, Iron Fist trying to punch Luke Cage. Yeah. Um, to me, the best moment in the whole trailer was when they were in that corridor at the end of it, fighting. Oh, and yeah, the, the hallway fight. Yeah, so, like, it was like, all three of them, like, were hitting... Uh, it was just like... I can't remember who it was, like... I don't know. Three... Like, one person hit someone, and then, like, Luke Cage hit someone, and, and yeah. then Iron Fist, like, flew over the top and hit someone. It was great. And you see, like, Elektra was in the corridor as well, so she looks like she yeah. can be an antagonist in this, which we kind of... Assumed at the end of Daredevil season two. Well, but... she got sort of like I thought she she would died for all intents and purposes, yeah. and then got taken away, resurrected and... by the hand. Yeah, Sigourney Weaver looking pretty uh, malicious. Ripley. Yeah, yeah. Believe it or not, <laughs> um, I stole that from SNL, but that's great. <laughs> um, and the other great moment I really liked was um, when. Matt Murdock doesn't have his costume, so he grabs Jessica Jones' scarf yeah. and covers his face, and she's like, you look ridiculous. He's like, what's your scarf? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that was good. The banter is fantastic. Like, they play off each other so well. If the chemistry in the show is anything like what was on the trailer, we're going to be in for a hell of a time. Like, mm. it's almost like Whedon-level chemistry. Yeah. Like, they are all, like, glue. So what, it was nice seeing Misty Knight in it again. Like, Well, I was going to say that right at the start of the trailer, what do you think that Jessica Jones is uh, investigating? I don't know, but she got someone killed. Yeah. Like, so I'm trying to think what Misty Knight was investigating at the end of Luke Cage. Well, it would be that, uh, what's her name? You know, uh, Cottonmouth's cousin? Oh, you know, uh, yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe they killed her off. That'd be interesting. Yeah. Um, and what happened to the other guy? Um, not Diamondback? Did he die? He, no. at the end of the Luke Cage, he was like, he was paralyzed, but then the guy who created Luke Cage had his mitts all over him. Uh, so. Okay, cool. Uh, I mean, it could just be an unconnected thing just to get them in there as well, because she might have just been investigating like something off the screen. Yeah. I wonder how long it takes to get them all together. I feel like maybe Matt Murdock doesn't meet Jessica Jones till at least halfway through that episode. I think they're going to play it slow, but they can't play it too slow because there's only eight episodes. Is it eight? Yeah. What happened to 13? 13 for the individual characters and oh. eight for the team. I think eight's the way to go, man. Like, Luke Cage and Iron Fist, although I like them both, felt very long. Iron Fist, yes. I didn't think Luke Cage was... I thought that was too distinct... Parts. I thought Luke Cage could have been resolved in eight episodes. Like, there was, like, him, like, because he has a non-violent stance, I understand it, but I'm like, you could have stopped so much stuff if you had him just, like, walked in a room. Or, like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, it's bulletproof. Yeah. Um, but that being, that aside, like, I, this looks great. It looks fantastic. Hopefully Punisher will show up as well. That'd be cool. Mm. Um, I think that's the main... And Colleen is in there very briefly. I can't remember. I didn't see her in the show. She's, I think you only, like, see kind of, like, Part of her face or whatever, like yeah. you don't see like it briefly, but she's in. I think she's in the dojo with Iron Fist, or she's like in the scene where Iron Fist. Remember how like Iron Fist and Luke Cage both go to like attack some guy? Yeah, I think she's in that scene. Okay, yeah. So maybe at the dojo, but it's like a. I hope she has a main part. She's fantastic. She's great. I hope what happens now is 
it spins off two more shows. We get Heroes for Hire, which is Iron Fist and Luke Cage together, and Daughters of the Dragon, which is Colleen and Misty together. Oh, so those okay. are actual comic books, so yeah. like do those shows. That'd be great. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, great trailer. Any trailers for you, Tina? No, I haven't seen any trailers. Except for a Star Wars trailer with Tommy Wiseau. Oh, yeah, except for that one. <laughs> that one was beautiful. Really I wish that was a real film. Uh, which uh, means... Oh, do you have anything else? I'll just quickly burn through. There was a trailer for The Dark Tower, which I think is another Stephen King Oh, I King still didn't watch that. Yeah, I keep forgetting to watch that. Um, what, definitely watch it. I was a little underwhelmed mm-hmm. because I loved Idris Elba and Matthew McConaughey, and I was just like, this just seems like a, someone just picked a book to adapt. It didn't seem like there was any special... I don't know. Mm. Didn't, didn't I haven't read it, but it's a very popular series. Like, people have been waiting for this for a long time. Yeah, so. I mean, maybe it's... Yeah, I'm, I'm there to be won over, but... Did you feel like they didn't have much to do in the trailer, or...? Nah, they laid out a fair bit of the plot okay. and stuff. I just didn't think there was anything that new. I mean, I've seen, like, um, Idris Elba's character. He just seemed like a conglomeration of, like, a lot of cool outlaw kind of gunslingers I'd seen mm. over the years, so... Yeah, I think that's the kind of the problem. I think this book actually probably set the tone for a lot of those characters you have seen. Mm. The same way how, like, when I saw Ghost in the Shell, I'm like, just watch The Matrix, and people are like, this came before The Matrix. I'm like, no, I know. But, yeah. like, unfortunately, it was done poorly. So yeah. you could watch The Matrix. <laughs> yeah. um, so you might, yeah, it might be uh, a bit of that. Um, but I haven't watched the trailer for it, but yeah, yeah. Um, keep meaning to. And finally, there was a second trailer for It. I did say that as well, but I thought it was just like a teaser or something, so I didn't get yeah, into it yet. I mean, it wasn't, it definitely wasn't as scary as the first one, but I didn't realise I had the kid from um, Stranger, Stranger Things. Things. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. Yeah, I, um, I actually don't think I need to see any more trailers for It. Like, they've sold me. Like, yeah. And it's one of those ones where I don't want to know too much either, like... With the superhero ones, I kind of do want to see a couple of trailers because I just want to see, you know, a little bit more of like, like especially the team up ones. I'm like, I want to see, you know, a bit more of Aquaman in this trailer or yeah. a bit more of like, you know, whatever. Like, so those ones I tend to watch a few trailers, but like it, like, they got my money already, so I don't need to go back. Yeah. Same with Alien. I think I only watched the one trailer. Oh, no, I did watch two. I watched the one with the end with the shower, and then I watched the one that ended with him like headbutting. Oh, the... that's a great trailer, yeah. Yeah, so I don't need to watch any more Alien trailers, which is fine because I'm going to watch Alien this week. Um, yeah. That's it for me. That's, uh, that's Trailer Trash. We're going to get into the topic of the week in just a moment. And we're back. Just had to attend to some business, as they say in my Uh What did I just... What just Bussiness. Bussiness. Um, so this week, guys, we have a topic that was suggested by Tina. So now we've also just a topic. Tina, do you want to tell us what the topic is this week? Yes, so the topic of this week is um, top five childhood movies. So movies that you watched a lot during Mm, your childhood mm, and mm. when you think back on your childhood and films, this is what you think of. Pretty good topic. Like, because we didn't, this was kind of like a a non-week. Like, we hadn't seen any movies. Yeah. I was like, what are we going to talk about? Like, I feel like, I had like a, a topic related to Alien, but I was like, we should just do that when we've seen Aliens, so we can talk about that next week. Top five Aliens. That's exactly what it oh, is. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, come on. <laughs> In film and television. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's, no, it's the five Alien films in order. <laughs> Best to worst. Um, um, no, this is a nah, good topic. cool topic. Cool topic. It took me back. Yeah, back to... Mm. It was very easy to do. I found I wrote it down in like a couple of minutes. Like I just knew my answers straight away. Um... It also harkens back to like early episodes of this where we didn't do lists corresponding to you know what we'd seen. We're just kind of like, let's just talk about whatever. Yeah. Well, Tina, I think that considering you suggest the topic, it's only fair that you go first. Cool. All right. So my first one might seem a bit odd. I have mentioned it before in being one of my tops, I think. A lot of my ones uh, are 
tops from previous ones as well, except for one which is a wild card that you guys wild card entry. Yeah, that's right. Um, so my number five is actually Gladiator. Really? Yes. That's a very violent childhood. I film. know because I freaking loved that movie when I was a little kid. Mm. Like I would recite. Yes, please. I would <laughs> recite that movie, and that whole like. My name is Maximus Aurelius Meridius, or whatever it was. See, I can't remember it now. Um, Decim- decimal. No, uh, it's not decimal. And even like... Props on not spilling any drink, by yes. the way. <laughs> um, and so, uh, what age would I have been in 12. when I watched it? I would have been around about so. 12, yeah. yeah. Um, and we had it on VHS. Did you see it in cinemas? No. Well, I only saw it on VHS. Um, so, no. Really? Doesn't it get like cut in half like by a... A, isn't like a wheel yeah, with a spike yeah. and a guy yeah. like no. gets up and gets cut in half. No, I think because the other thing is that I was insanely into like ancient Rome, ancient Greek, mm. Greek and ancient Egypt. Like to mm. the point where when I was in like grade five and grade six, or even probably grade four, grade five and grade six, I'd go to the library and you know how you get those like little um, uh, uh, kind of like non-fiction books about ancient Rome and mm. they'd show you like pictures of what oh, they would yeah. wear and stuff like mm. that and I would literally just like borrow those books and just sit on the couch <laughs> looking yeah. at those books and I have this really <clears throat> like prevalent memory in my mind of like me sitting on the couch and mum going I'm so proud of you that you borrowed a book that's like you know like encyclopedia and you're learning and you're doing your own sort of learning and stuff like that so I was just like majorly into like ancient Rome and stuff like that and I think Mum and Dad had watched it, and they must have deemed it okay, suitable. suitable yeah. Even though, like thinking back, it probably wasn't because you know, Joaquin like, Phoenix with his whole like I'm in love with my yeah, sister incest. kind of incest. No, was it si- yeah, it was sister, wasn't it? Was it? Sister, sister yeah. and then like he does Shiv Maximus in the final yeah. scene. Yeah, and, and everything. <laughs> and again, a guy gets cut in half by a chariot. <laughs> yeah, and I was just like, I just loved it. I just loved everything about it. It was just such a cool movie. Um, and that's why I want to watch like Ben Hur and and um, Spartacus and all that sort of stuff like that. I don't think any of my movies are as cool or as adult as the one you just listed. <laughs> I'm gonna look like a baby compared to you. My, I like. I'm the same. I really like that film, and I was also into that. I used to love Ancient Egypt. That was like mm. my thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. Yeah. And um, mainly from the films, The Mummy. I just thought it was like that as well. <laughs> um, Wait, it's not. But whenever I think of the Gladiator, I always think like there's too much of him walking through. Fields with his hands yeah. on, like, like <laughs> there's a lot of that. Whatever it is, it's and just then, like, oh, like oh. yeah, I feel like half the movie was him just like touching flowers yeah. through the field and stuff. So. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Oh, that bit when he runs home and like his children are mm. burned, and like his wife yeah. and his daughter are burned, and he's just like kissing. And I always used to get grossed out by the snot that came yeah. from his nose to the foot. That's how you, that's sort of Oscar-winning yeah. snot. Yeah, though. that <laughs> is. You know, that is. It's a snosker. But that opened that <laughs> whole. He hates it. Yeah. He hates it so much. <laughs> and the, the award was least needed. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that opening scene. Whenever I put two words like together, Nick is so upset. <laughs> also, good to see Dumbledore in his ancient. Uh, Richard Harris. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, wait, is he? He's he the first Dumbledore, isn't he? Yeah, he's the original Dumbledore. Yeah. He's in Who it? he play? He plays the uh, Emperor. Uh, he plays Caesar or something, doesn't he? Oh, does he play Joaquin Phoenix's dad? Yeah, you know the one at the oh, start, he gets yeah. like suffocated? Yeah. yeah. I was um, waiting, I Michael will, Gambon's in this one? That's will, amazing. That's right. I was yeah, like, he oh, plays a wizard, too. <laughs> I will say, um, my list is a Harry Potter free list. Because oh, I didn't wow. think it would be fair 
to put Harry yeah. Potter in. This isn't be the first list where Harry Potter isn't mentioned. Well, actually, yeah. we, even last week when you didn't contribute to the list, we had Harry Potter characters. Yeah. Well, yeah, I we mean, it's it's a given. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's a given. If I just go, yeah. oh, number five is Harry Potter and and the Order of the Phoenix. Number four is Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. Like, do you know what I mean? I, I sort of classed childhood uh, in this for this list as maybe about fourteen and under. And so I'm yep. like, Harry Potter is a franchise I've loved from like yeah. 11 till now. Yeah. So I'm just like, hey, it doesn't really count. You know? mm. I, mm. I went more for like, you know, your one-off or something like that films yeah. as a kid. Actually, so. I didn't put Harry Potter in, in my list either. No, so no. We're all, well, maybe I should put Harry Potter in my list now. <laughs> we, um, you can put in your honorable mentions. Yeah. Well, yeah, we did this, I want to say at least 10 minutes of debate last week of who would win in a fight out of Gandalf and Dumbledore. Yeah. And it got really nerdy. Yeah, we got really in-depth. Like, we busted out um, terms like Denethor. <laughs> yeah. I, I would say Gandalf. It's always it. Purely because I think that Gandalf has got a lot more history of deeper magic understanding than Dumbledore does. Even though Dumbledore's like 150 years old, isn't Gandalf like way older than yeah, that? Yeah, Gandalf's like... Sort of we didn't even say that. We were just like, the world of like Tolkien says way more cutthroat, yeah. where he'll like yeah. do anything to destroy but evil. Yeah. But yeah, that being said, fighter. you know, yeah. um, Gandalf had to go to the library to do research to figure yeah. out shit, whereas Dumbledore's just like... Well, he lives in the library. Yeah, I suppose. And he yeah. did have to do research on Tom Riddle and stuff like that. Mm. So I guess yeah. they both... And we were more like... He, we were like, Dumbledore's more good of heart. Like, he'd want to believe in the best. He's yeah. like... But we thought the Gandalf would fight dirty. And yeah. Stuff. It was yeah. Funny. He was like, yeah, he's absolutely. the guy that throws sand in his eyes. <laughs> yeah. like, to blind him and stuff. And we were like, well, you know, Gandalf has like... We're just having the same conversation. Like, you know, Gandalf has like access to like the giant eagles. Like, yeah, but for, you know, Forks is a phoenix and he'd be yeah. there. Yeah, and he can and do he the can whole do that like fire. disappear thing, yeah, which is the worst true. moment in the Harry Potter films, by the way. You, you like gotta that? admit, Dumbledore's got style. Oh, that. I hate <laughs> yeah. that. Why is Kingsley Shagabal a king? Why is, is he like a king? Kingsley Shagabal doesn't three say that yeah. line. Kingsley Shagabal doesn't say that line. It's like fucking Daedalus Diggle or some shit like that. And because like Hollywood's like, oh, give the token black guy a line <laughs> that's all sassy. I don't, I don't think they gave even it to that. that guy. I think they're just like, let's just cut. Like a bunch of characters. Yeah, but when do you hear Kingsley Shacklebolt speak? You never hear mm. him speak. He's like this amazing character in the books. The only thing yeah. he says in the movies is he's got star. Yeah. I also feel like he was poorly cast. I still think that Kingsley should be played by Idris Elba. Oh yeah, but like, because he's tell me why. He's like, why did they make him like this African king? <laughs> Just because he's, he's a black he's... character. No, that's just like, he's got like a square hat the same way Dumbledore did. Like, mm. it's a wizard yeah, hat. He's got like royal His robe, name yeah. is just Kingsley. He's it very, mean he's a king. I know, very, I know that. Yeah. You know. Wait, what? <laughs> I, I know, what is his name? I know that he's what is like going king. on? Yeah. Is that King Slee Shackleman? <laughs> <laughs> did you say Shackleman? That's no. his name. <laughs> Shackleman. King Shackleman. <laughs> Wait, you say Shaquille O'Neal? <laughs> Just Race. in the movies, the I think hair. he's cast as a king. He looks like a king. He does look like one of the three wise men, the three kings. He's supposed to be bald with an earring, and that's it. I th- I so shaking like Kazam? Hip, yeah, yeah, more like a yeah. hip kind of like street guy, not mm. like yeah. a kingly. Yeah, I can't see that guy chasing down Death Eaters. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's more like quipping, being like, "There they go He's again." Got star. Yeah. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there they go again. Got star. <laughs> well, that guy. They might funny. kill a bunch of people, but you can't agree. <laughs> they got star. Ah, uh, Kingsley. You're the worst. Okay. Me? You're next. Um, I'm going to go with 
The Mask as my fifth one. Oh, okay. Probably along with Ace Ventura, my introduction to the legendary Jim Carrey, who I still think is the funniest person to ever be on film. Um, Thank you for making that concession. (laughs) And yeah, I just love that film. It's like childish enough that, you know, like didn't have the adult themes that like Liar Liar has, you know, it's about like being an adult and stuff like that. It was just like good fun. And yeah, I still think the animations hold up as well. Some I, of them rich shit, but like this when he's like dodging bullets and stuff. I'm like, that just looks good still. I I was never a big um, Jim Carrey guy simply because my family weren't Jim. We weren't a Jim Carrey family, so I didn't yeah. get to see many films. Did see the mask. Love the mask. Uh, really enjoy uh, Cameron Diaz in that film. She's great, and this is when she is smoking as mm. well. This is like fresh off like the weird obscure porn set that she was on. I haven't seen that. I haven't seen it either, but I know she was like involved in like risque photo shoots and videos. Oh, wow. Yeah, I don't think it was porn, but it was suggestive. Mm. There's lots of nudity going on there. Oh, okay. so, yeah. Exotic. And like lots, <laughs> lots of, I believe the words leather and chains were used. As oh well, wow! So, yeah, yeah, it's a bit odd. You don't. Yeah. Anyway. But uh, well, she's a girl with the name Cameron. So what do you? You just don't know what's going to happen. It's a mixed bag. That's true. Um, yeah, I remember enjoying that for the most part. Um, that the dog mask thing's a bit weird. Yeah, it's not a brilliant ending. To and be the villain with the mask as well. But like, I really like that guy. I don't, I don't know his name, but he played, his name is Dorian in the mask. I always, the always remember that. Yeah, and he gets shot in the chest a whole bunch, and then he goes, <sighs> and he like sucks in all the balls, and then he fires him out of his oh, mouth. Oh, okay, cool. cool. That reminds me of um, something else that was a big movie when I was um. I absolutely love this movie when I was younger. It was Death Becomes Her. Do you remember Death Becomes Her? I never saw it, but I... Oh, my God. Talk to Avril that she loves I love that movie. And I just... I remember I would used to quote that. I would just, like, quote, I have a hole in my stomach! (laughs) Like, over and over and over and over again. And people would be like, what the fuck are you saying? It's like, it's this amazing movie. You have to watch it. And, like, basically, like, in one of the scenes, um, uh, I think it's Goldie Hawn's character... Um, gets shot um, in the stomach and because it's like a whole thing of like they can't die sort of thing like that and so she gets this massive hole in her stomach and she like falls back into this pool and then she comes up and she's just yeah she's got this massive hole in her stomach and she's all angry oh really she has a hole in her stomach yeah Yeah, I'm gonna I've never even heard of that oh it's such a good Bruce Willis Goldie Hawn and Meryl Streep the actor is Peter Green and he was also in that same year he was in Pulp Fiction as Zed so when um, Bruce Willis comes back and meets his like French girlfriend, she's like, "Oh, where's Zed?" He goes, "Zed's dead, baby," and that's ah. that reference there. So uh, yeah, I like the mask a fair bit. I like um, it. Definitely complements Jim Carrey's like acting and comedy style. Like mm. no one else could play that role. Yeah, but uh, it just wasn't one that I, I saw a lot as a kid because my family seemed to really dislike Jim Carrey. Yeah, no, fair enough. Uh, and actually. I've probably seen more dramatic roles from Jim Carrey than comedy roles, to be honest. Yeah. Um, like Eternal Sunshine of Spotless Mind, which I love. I only watched that recently as well, but I fell in love with Jim Carrey in that film, so... Yeah, it's odd that he took the career path that he did. Mm. Uh, my number five is one that is hated by at least one of us on this table. Mm. Um, it's, no. it's a 90s film that involved uh, life-size like puppet-like suits. Um, Ninja Turtles 2, Secret of the Ooze. Oh, uh, I thought you were going to say Alien. Is, no. is that the one that has like a five minute montage of pizza at the start? Um, 
No, I don't. Uh, no, I don't think so. Yeah. Um, That's the only one I've seen. That might be the first one. Um, yeah, I kind of I was a little bit young when the first one came out, so I don't remember much of it, um, and I haven't gone back to see it. But apparently, it doesn't really hold up. Um, but the second one uh, is where you kind of get their origin story and how they became these giant, you know, humanoid turtles. Yeah, uh, has a a cameo from Vanilla Ice singing a rap song about ninjas. Oh, that's I have seen that one. Yeah, yeah that's the one. So right at the start, um, sorry to hijack your uh, thing. Yeah, there's like the, the, to set the scene. It's like a pan around. Oh New York yeah, yeah, and yeah. Everyone is eating cheesy fucking pizza. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess yeah. That is, I mean, pizza is a common theme in these movies. Yeah. Um, yeah, we probably rented that video. Go Ninja, go Ninja, go That's the one. Yeah. With the Super Shredder and Tucker and Razor. Yeah. Um, yeah, we probably rented that video like every other week. Like, that was a constant yeah. hire from our video store. Um, just, just the turtles, man. Mm. Just, uh, really does the turtles. Uh, my favourite line in the movie is probably when they're trying to rescue Raphael because he's so pig-headed he's gone and got himself captured. And they're all like in... Get like sneak into this ju- junkyard, which is run by the hand. Nope, by the foot. Mm. The foot is the villains in, ter- in Ninja Turtles. The hand is the villain in Daredevil because Ninja Turtles is the parody is, of Daredevil. Isn't there some sort of like chemical formula that is the um, MacGuffin of the whole film? Yeah, the ooze. Um, it was it caused them to be giant, and they found a cure because Tucker and Razor were like too, yeah, too big and strong to to be defeated or whatever. So they're trying to like sneak in, save Raphael, and like dose these things. Uh, and my favourite line, it's so stupid, but it still makes me chuckle. Uh, Leonardo and Michelangelo are talking in. Um, Leonardo, no, Leonardo's like leading me. He's like, yeah, it's, 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 it's quiet. And then Michelangelo's like, yeah, a little too quiet. And he's like, hey, wait, there's Ralph. And Michelangelo's like, yeah, a little too Ralph. <laughs> yeah. <I'll laughs> that looks so stupid. Yeah, but that's so funny. Good. Though. That is good. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so I know like the puppet suits are kind of weird. Uh, and don't really hold up, but I don't know I just I still think that's better than those last two Turtles movies that came out, those CG ones. Even though I didn't mind number two, like uh, like the more recent one, I just feel like it really captures the spirit of that cartoon that came out as well. Like again, the comics are not like that. All the comics are very dark and serious because they are Daredevil except the Turtles. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, just a really fun movie and like stupid jokes like that, like when Michelangelo is using. Salami is nunchucks to take out ninjas and stuff. <laughs> like, yeah, just a, it's just a good time. So that's my number five. Yeah, nice. That's cool. uh, so my number four um, is again another um, adult movie, but it's the last adult. What? The my other movie, one of my other movies, isn't really adult, adult sort of thing like that. But this is definitely like the last serious movie on the mm. list, and it is The Matrix. Oh, that almost awesome made my choice. List. Yeah. How did you even understand that as a kid? It took me till I was like twenty to know yeah. what the film was about. Um, I don't even know. I just watched it. I watched it so many times. I watched it over and over and over again. So like after I'd gotten tired of Gladiator, it was pretty much The Matrix was next. Um, and um. I don't know. I think my brother and sister just sort of helped me explain it, but I got it pretty. Yeah, I had no, pretty easily. I had no problems. Like that, that was one that um, I saw when I was probably like twelve or maybe thirteen, like mm. between grade six and year seven. Mm. A buddy of mine um, had like some ripped DVDs. The two DVDs were Matrix and Gladiator. Strangely enough, like, <laughs> I saw them, but I remember after seeing this a couple of scenes, I'm like, "This is amazing," and I'm totally hijacking you. Yeah. <laughs> But um, I, as the first DVD I bought, and the first DVD I ever bought was Matrix. Yeah. Uh, that and Evolution. So yeah. I think I think um, 
it took me a while to sort of... I, I understood it all until the point when he got up and he stopped the bullets. And I mm. think because of that whole, like... Because it was a mystery to me and I couldn't figure it out, I had to watch it again and again mm, and yeah. again. I had to do all the research because I had to figure out, like, what this was. And then I got, like, super into The Matrix. Like, I was, like, watching The Animatrix. Mm. I was reading... I was, I was, I had, I bought the VHS tape of like behind the Matrix and yeah, um, Matrix Revisited. Matrix Revisited. And Keanu Reeves talked about Simulacra and Simulation, the book, Simulacra and Simulation. Yeah. Um, and he talked about how like, you know, um, the theory of like how people can just like spontaneously combust and all this kind of stuff like that. Yeah. And so I went out and I bought that book. Yeah. I was in love with Keanu Reeves as well, so that didn't help. Um, and I went out and I bought that book and. Uh, it was so hard to read. Yeah. It made no sense. I read like the first two pages. I was like, I don't understand this. But yeah, I was like so fully invested in it. I remember my year nine um, diary. Mind you, this was also to show off to the boy that I had a crush on who also loved The Matrix. Um, <laughs> and um, I had like this script of like Matrix 2 and it was printed off and it was stuck in my book. Yeah. And like all pictures of Keanu Reeves were like all over on the cover of my diary and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. It's, so, it, yeah, it's interesting. Like, I think that was one of the first movies that actually had like a documentary or behind the scenes kind of feature that was sold and released separately from the movie. Mm. Like that movie came out and then like a year or so later, like Matrix Revisited came out. And it was just like behind the scenes and kind of talking about what that movie. I mm. think I ever watched it. And I was it talking before. about all the moves and, and just mm. watching them do the moves, like, huh, 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 huh. And think, that whole dojo scene and everything. I imagine most of that stuff is on the DVD or the Blu ray. Yeah. But like at the time for VHS, I just like was going to release yeah, like on a separate yeah. video and stuff. Mm. Um, I don't think I. I don't know whether I didn't understand it or whether I was just like, oh, it's a cool movie. So like, mm. I didn't need to understand mm. it. I was just like, Oh, that's cool. It's off the bullet and stuff. So no, so of... I was like, oh, like, what does that mean? Yeah. And how did he do it? And blah 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 blah. Uh, it is like kind of less exciting when you're like, oh, Neo is an anagram of one, and this is a Jesus parable. Yeah, but, but it's, it's also cool less movie. exciting when you see like the CGI in number three, and you're yeah. just like, oh, into the Smith's face. Yeah, and I did not like the twins in number two, and they're weird albino dreadlocks. I thought they were cool villains. They're like, uh, if they were the main villains, yeah. no thanks. But nah. like, as little like goons, you know what yeah. I mean? I thought they were pretty cool. Just but, but you know, white dreadlocks. Um, we should do it just a debunk the Matrix episode because mm. um, I fell in love with them um, late in life. Like, I always liked them because it was just cool kung fu mm. shit. But then, I watched them recently, when I say it, maybe like a year and a half, two years ago. And then I was like, Google, Matrix mm. explained. Yeah. I read this long ass thesis on it. Yeah. And I was like, holy shit. Yeah. yeah. Just stop looking at it in terms of like Neo being like, it's not about him. It's about like the Oracle yeah. versus like uh-huh. the, uh, who's the, the architect. Yeah. yeah. And all it's just like, it's been done. They're on yeah. the constant wheel. Yeah. And she just like, you're whole, like you're not even you're not even fucking special. Yeah. Like you're just one yeah. of like a zillion yeah. ones. Yeah, like you've been you here and before. And like ones the, after the, you. It's so fascinating the things she did differently this time mm. because every single time in the past they chose to just like Zion. Yeah, is she like planted in both Neo and Trinity mm. that they loved each other? So mm. he chose her mm. rather than Zion or whatever. Mm. And, like, that broke the wheel. Mm. I was like, holy shit. Yeah. What a fucking film. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that's yeah, right. But you know, yours, are, yours are, like, all your films are, like, the first ever DVDs. Yeah. You know what DVDs? It was, like, 
tried DVD, Neo. Yeah. <laughs> like the Gladiator and shit. Like. Yeah. I, um, I remember that was the first time I ever heard like my mum being perplexed by a movie. Like, oh, really? Because I bought it on DVD and they brought it home. But I, I wasn't even there. I was just like, oh, if you're going to talk to you, get these DVDs for me. Uh, so I got a PlayStation 2, I could finally get DVDs. And I had, yeah, Matrix and Evolution. <laughs> and uh, they came home with Matrix. We chucked it in, we got like 20 minutes in. And my mum was like, I have no idea what's going on. I'm yeah. like, what do you what do you mean? Like I aren't you impressed with how cool this is? Like yeah. that's all that matters, right? Yeah. And so we ended up watching Evolution instead, which I haven't watched in a while, but it was a fun movie at the time. <laughs> but then like she's just a, not a sci fi person. Like remember when we saw Force Awakens and we came out of it like um, Yeah, and she was like And I was I was like, What did everyone think? Because I was the second time we saw Force Awakens and Nick was and like, we saw it for Christmas Day or something. New Year's Eve. New Year's Eve, that's yeah. right. And your mum didn't want to watch that, she wanted to watch Joy. Yeah. And I was like, Well, we're all together and like we should like watch something kind of fun, like so we watched Star Wars again. So we were rewatching Nick and Sarah's mm. for the first time and they dug it and Graz dug it. And Mum was like, Yeah, like it's even fun, I didn't really know what's going on. I'm like, What do you what do you mean? <laughs> Can you like, not don't worry about the Jedi yeah. or the Force or the the philosophy of the movie. Like just look at the like the A, B, and C of the film. Yeah. Like yeah. it makes sense. But maybe also she was just like, I wanted to go see Joy. Yeah, I was so like, Well, yeah. you're gonna experience no the opposite there. of joy. Yeah. Um, you're gonna see sadness. Actually, I, I completely forgot, and this is really dragging out this segment, but I have to tell this anecdote. Mm. Um, speaking of Gladiator, that was the first DVD I ever watched, and I remember it because Jamie, who's my brother, invited one of his friends around and this is, must be in like early 2000 because mm. the only DVD player we had was like a DVD drive in my dad's computer. Yeah. It was a new computer, obviously. And we like turned the couch around and the mm. three of us kids were just like sitting on a couch <laughs> yeah. watching my dad's computer screen yeah. for Gladiator. <laughs> I remember also Gladiator came in the fat pack DVD pack. Like it wasn't the regular yeah. size one. I have that DVD. I've yeah, got that fat boy. You cannot find them anymore, yeah. Ooh. You might better. Yeah. I remember the first DVD I ever saw, I didn't actually sit down and watch it, was I was over at my friend's Kim, Kim's house in grade five, and um, she... That's early, it's... Yeah, yeah it's really it, was, it, was, it was before like anybody had heard it, like I, this is the first time I ever heard of a DVD, mm. sort of thing like that, and her dad had like the DVD menu of like this movie, and I yeah. can't remember what the movie was called, but it was like a woman who was a... A devil lady or something oh, like bedazzled? that. Bedazzled? No, was it, it wasn't. Was it Liz Hurley? No, I don't think it was. Um, oh, I mean, really? it might have been. I don't know, <laughs> no, but not maybe not. Look. I feel like it was something like I've never heard before. I've mm. never heard before. That would and be I was around like, that time. And mm. I was like, what's on the TV screen? And she's <laughs> like, oh, my dad like was watching a DVD. I'm like, what's a DVD? She's like, it's just like a movie. And I was like, but why is there like... But, but she, I couldn't understand yeah. it. I couldn't like understand how you select you used, a menu. You used to put in a tape and it just plays. Yeah, just like played a it. Menu. And you fast forward, fast forward through yeah. the ads, sort but of like, thing like that. You know what's funny is uh, DVD cases used to have the list of special features. Mm. I remember having them in the early days and it was just like interactive menu. Yeah. yeah. Like, don't and, try and sell me and that. Like and the Harry Potter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the Harry Potter like DVD had like the, the Easter eggs, the interactive menu. And yeah. it was like, you know, like you press this button and like a train comes across <coughs> yeah. or something I'm like gonna that. I'm going to be honest, I hate Easter eggs on DVDs. Just put it on the menu. Yeah. Like, I don't have time to go. I mean, when I was younger, maybe I had a little bit more time to be like browsing through. But now I'm trying to watch so many movies. And I'm yeah. just like, I don't want you... Do they even put Easter eggs on DVDs yeah, they anymore? they still do. They still do. Still, really? I, I don't know as much anymore. I thought that was like a 90s thing. Early 2000s yeah. thing. Yeah. I mean, maybe, maybe they've stopped now, but I've just been being like, oh my god, like, why do I work so hard for this? Like, <laughs> they do it on music DVDs as well. Like, you have like really? a... Like, there's this um, corn DVD I had. I think it was called Asylum or whatever. And like, it didn't just have the whole documentary and everything on one play thing. 
you had to like navigate your way around the asylum and uh... find. And like at the time, we had like we would spend days doing nothing. Me and my friends yeah. so we could do it. But now it's be like, oh my god, I just don't care. Like, yeah. <laughs> guess who's not watching the Quan documentary? Me. Like, I'm sorry. Um. Okay, so up to me. Number yes. four. All right. <laughs> uh, mine is a. Now I look back on it, a really crappy TV movie featuring Sam Neill. It was called Merlin. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, to this day, you two might be the first. No one has seen this movie. It's yeah, you can't, I've seen you it. can't buy it. I it was a two night event. Yeah, that's right. It was in two parts, and I, I actually I'm have it. I'm pretty sure I absolutely loved that. I mm. just got to double check. Sam Neill with long hair. Yeah, and he, so obviously he played the titular character Merlin, and um, it was a it was a remake of the whole King Arthur thing. And I look back, and it really doesn't hold up. It's I find it particularly lame these days. Yeah, I can't imagine it would. Um, I think we sell it at work. I think I got, I got it. Really? In. Okay, because I just I've... I think I got it in on DVD because I'm in touch with all the. Oh, there's the there's the title menu. <clears throat> Yeah. Well, that's yeah. that's good. Like that's a helpful photo from the from IMDb. <laughs> Thanks, IMDb. <laughs> um but yeah, it's got uh oh I can't what's oh, what's that Italian actress? She's some... Isabella Rossellini. Yeah, so she's Oh really? That's well Yeah. Well, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> yeah, we'll see her Monica Bellucci. Yeah, from Tina's favourite movie, Blue yeah. Velvet. Oh yeah. Oh well, no, my I was gonna say my favourite movie, The Matrix. Mm. Um, oh, I was gonna be Isabella Rossellini, yeah, oh. yeah. Um not good on further reflection. Really quite Hey, lame. this person's given it 10 out of 10. Um, They're a liar. It's a 7.1 on it's IMDb. Martin Short playing a little dwarfy gnome guy. Look <laughs> um, <laughs> his name. Yeah. It's got Lena Headley in it. Oh, I don't know. It's probably like do, you remember, like, do you remember the TV version of Alice in Wonderland? Yes. Yeah. That's not on my list, but it should be. Oh, like, man, It's probably got like, all these fantastic that actors in there. checkerboard grass. Yeah, it's. Yeah. I don't know if that movie holds up either. It's like four hours, mm. but that was. Um, I miss having watching those mini. They don't do it anymore. They don't seem to. No, it, it's anymore. either it's either massive budget or doesn't get made. Mm. You know, yeah. Like no one makes. But that's the same with movies in general. Like uh, I heard a really like interesting. I uh, read sorry a really interesting article a few months ago where someone was like, "90 cinema doesn't exist anymore. Like it's big budget like tentpole films or independent cinema and nothing in between. Like, mm. You don't yeah. get your random." Thirty million dollar like odd comedies and stuff yeah. like. Um, they're never gonna make high fidelity again. Yeah, they're never gonna make Empire Records again. Like, yeah. <laughs> obviously, a little bit we discussed earlier. Um, a little like kind of tie into what you're saying about Merlin. The first time I watched that, I watched that live on TV. We were actually away on holiday. I want to say we were in Torquay, and um, that was the first time I played the Ninja Turtles video game, which was based loosely on that movie that I just yeah. referenced. Uh, and then one night, my sister sat too close to a heater that had like an iron kind of grate on it, and she burnt her bum. Oh no! <laughs> and we called her the tiger for quite a while. <laughs> she had stripes. And what a comical uh, ailment to have! <laughs> um, but no, yeah. Grilled no. buns is that what you're saying? Yeah. I-, I recommend if anyone listens to this has you know kids that aged eight to twelve, show them it. It's great for kids. But yeah, I just I re- I think I went back to watch it maybe when I was like. 20, mm. 21, and I'm just like, eh. It is tough, like, going through these lists, except for Tina, who's got this amazing list so far. <laughs> like, a lot of these films I feel like don't hold up. But that Ninja Turtles one, I can't imagine. I, I've seen it, ironically. Yeah, when we it's were, bad, oh, for how did we, for how did this get made? I remember, like, a couple of years into us dating, like, I had to do some chores around the house and just stuff my dad. 
Bettina was there, so I was like, oh, just uh, just watch something while you're, while you're waiting. She's like, all right. And I was like, watch this. I put Ninja Turtles in for her. And she's like, do I have to? I was like, yeah, let's watch this. You'll be fine. And she was, she hated it. God. I've made her watch a bunch of stuff that she... Yeah. I mean, it's more the stuff I've made you watch when I'm not there. That's, yeah. Because I also, like, learned her Punisher. Like, you should watch Punisher, and she hated it. But that Punisher movie is great. I don't mm. care what Tina says. Um, cool. Merlin. That's a that's a cool deep cut choice. Like all of mine are pretty mainstream. Uh, the next one was probably a little bit more adult. Um, uh, Flying High, the oh, yeah. Leslie oh, yeah. Nielsen mm. comedy, um, also known as Airplane uh, internationally. It's um I always what, uh, Lloyd Bridges. No, Leslie Nielsen. Uh, um, is he not in that? Sorry. Oh, maybe no Lloyd Bridges in Hot Shots. Yeah, I just sorry. Go on. I'm maybe just... he is. You got me. So I can get that. I haven't watched it in a few years now. Um, yeah, I've seen, I've said on the, um, on the show in the past, I was never really allowed to watch a lot of, um, kind of films because if they were too, like, if they cursed too much, if they yeah. swore, like, we avoided those. Yeah, Low Bridges is in it. Oh, is he? Yeah. My bad. Um, but rampant sexuality was not an issue. Like, <laughs> yeah. if there was that, that was fine. Like, strangely enough, to an extent, like, it was bawdy sexual humour. Yeah. You could get away with it. So, Flying High, we rent, was another, like, all of these that I'm listing are renters. Like, yeah. we rented them constantly. Um, and that one, I think, probably does still hold up. I own on Blu ray. I haven't watched it in a while. Although, I did try to rewatch The Naked Gun last year at one point, and it wasn't as good because mm. just parody doesn't really work anymore. But, um, but Flying High, I remember just loving so much. Like, all the flashback scenes, like, the two children as adults, like there's this, <laughs> and she's like, I like my men, like my coffee, black. Lizzie <laughs> um, uh, actually isn't in it that much. He's only in like a little bit. It's more about the 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 guy who's afraid of flying, who has a drinking problem. He was like hitting himself in the face <laughs> yeah. with the glass. Uh, well, my, my dad still dines out on that joke yeah. as well. <laughs> Anytime you spill something, he's like, oh, you've got a drinking problem or something. Uh, Mother Teresa playing basketball, like um, it's just. It's just like quality eighties humor, like, mm. and not eighties humor like Porky's, but more like just that. Um, I don't really have. It's just that Zucker Brothers humor, I guess. There's no other way to describe it, like that kind of over the top slapstick foolishness that shouldn't be funny, but just works on every level. Um, yeah, that was a, a, a yeah again like a renter. Like we wore that tape out the amount of times we watched yeah. it. Uh, now I do want to watch that again though. Oh, it's so good. Like the opening scene where they parody Jaws. Where, like the planes flying through the clouds, and then you just see the fin of the plane. That's <laughs> <laughs> oh, so good. Uh, yeah, flying high, number cool. four. Uh, number three, Tina. Number three. All right, my number three is one that I've mentioned before many a times because it's just an awesome movie Mulan. Oh, great movie. Rouge. Mulan. Ewan McGregor. <laughs> <laughs> Mulan Rouge was a big movie for me oh, really? in my childhood as well, yeah. This movie was adult movies. <laughs> I was just very well developed. Um, Mulan's just amazing. It's just brilliant. And I had this really awesome moment in school this week when um, uh, we were playing a game with my drama kids, my year nine drama kids. And it was like, um, we were playing Space Jump. Yeah. Mm. And um, they had to do it with a prop and the prop was a stick. And one of the boys comes in and he just starts immediately going, let's get down to business. I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. Uh, A plus. Yes, Yes, A plus (laughs) right now. Um, so yeah, so Mulan was like um, the second biggest movie for me in my childhood. Obviously, the first one is number one. Mm. Um, and I remember I watched the tape 
of Mulan so much that I actually broke the ribbon of the tape. Oh, wow. Oh. And so I had to get my dad to fix it. But it actually ended up being so much better because he had to cut a section off and then fix it with sticky tape. And so when you put the VC, VCR in from the beginning, it cut out all the ads. Oh, so nice. it started oh, nice. right from the start yeah. of the movie. It was amazing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so I'd watched that movie so much that it actually broke the ribbon of the tape. And I remember I cried when that, I was like, it's not working. <laughs> and I took it out and I saw it. I was just like, oh, it's like, Mom, you have to fix it. And I still can't find my Mulan Barbie doll. Mm. It's gone. So I have to buy another one. That is a great flick. I didn't watch it until, so good. I feel like the year we moved out. So mm. like, we, it wasn't in when we got into this place, but like we watched it at my mum's house. First time I'd ever seen it. And, um. Yeah, like a lasting impact. Like it's easily one of my favorite Disney films. And you know what's now. a real shame? The musical production is nowhere near as good. Oh, really? Because like, well, I mean, I can't get past that opening song. The opening song is like so slow and sad and drab. Is it the one which it's is like, like? No, uh, it's it's like a new song. Uh, okay. And so you're listening to it, and you're like, "This is shit." Mm. And where is the whole like, you know, um. Ah, yeah, I have to get ready. Like to, that sounds more Indian than anything mm. else. Um, you know, I have to get ready for like the matchmaker and mm. and the whole like you know Mushu and I'm like nah, nah. It's just like it's not it's not doing it. Mm. Good pick, three solid yeah. picks. All right, mm-hmm. okay. My number three is the '70s cartoon Robin Hood. The one with the fox? Oh, yeah. The, oh. The one that all the okay, girls you, the I, got a, I got a story <laughs> yeah. to tell you about that. But yeah. yeah, you go. You're right, though. He was very, like, well, debonair. Was gonna, class, my story he? is my sister um, literally had a crush on him, like, was in love yeah. with the cartoon version of Robin Hood. Mm. And the voices are just so distinct to me this many years on. Like, uh, that snake and uh, yeah. the uh, the king, the little yeah. lion or whatever. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that was probably the first cartoon. Oh, that was the constant cartoon of our childhood. Yeah. We had it on mm. tape. Mm. I mean, we didn't like... Yeah, I saw like Lion King and stuff, mm. but they really owned the, those Disney films. Yeah. yeah. Whereas we had I haven't that watched one. Robin Hood in so long. I can't mean to go back. The other one that I really liked that was a Disney classic cartoon was The Rescuers. See that. Oh, these yeah, two see, British mice who rescues. like are solving mysteries and stuff. Oh, okay, yeah. And then they they were Bianca and Bernard. <laughs> and then like the sequel, the sequel they went to Australia and had to like team up with a <coughs> bush mouse or something. I don't know. Like that was fun. Cool. But uh, sorry, I no, 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 that's cool. I, there's not much I can say. Well, I don't remember much of it, unfortunately, except for that all the girls had a crush on the fox. Yeah. Oh, I love that movie. Mm. Yeah. I love that movie, but I only loved that movie yet yeah, um, later on in life because I was too young for it. I think when it came out, it was again, it was more of my sister's thing than it was my thing. But I love, I love, like, um, I love the king and I love the snake and I mm. love, um, uh, li- what's his name? Littlefoot? No. John? Yeah, little, little John. John yeah. Little John. I was like, oh, I couldn't remember. Yeah. Um, oh, it was just beautiful. Yeah, so and good. you wanted to be <laughs> Maid Marian and... Oh, I mean, I don't know if you wanted to be Maid Marian, but I did want to be Maid Marian. Yeah, you know. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I loved, I loved that. Yeah. Did you ever watch? This is just I mean, tend to think about, like, just made me think of things I watched as a kid. Did you ever watch that show, Maid Marian and a Merry Man? I think so. And it was Robin Hood, but like Robin was like a complete like aloof fool, and like Marion was kind of like this. <gasps> was that on ABC? 
see. Yeah, yeah. I loved that yeah, show. Great show. That was an amazing <laughs> show. And all the merry men were kind of fools as well, and like the sheriff was a fool. Like, um, she was the only one who was kind of, um, she was kind of the only one who had any wits about her. Yeah. And like, well, she wasn't loved, like the most desirable um, woman either. She was kind of like rotten and down in the muck. So it was made Mary and Anna. <laughs> made... This is the cover, by the way. Yeah, that's him. That's the. Yeah. And I remember, like, the only episode I remember the title of is because I didn't know the character's name at the time. It was called Rabies in Love. And it turns out <laughs> they had a character named Rabies. I loved. Um... Danny John Jules is in it, who Who's plays that? Cat in, uh, in Red Dwarf. Oh, I don't watch Red Dwarf, but. Uh, I loved. Yeah. Um, there was a show Sorry. on ABC that I loved so much, and it was called So Get About. Uh, I remember and that. And So Get About was like. Just this stupid knight or whatever, but his like manservant was like the hottest guy ever, other than Daniel Radcliffe. And he played <laughs> the seeker in Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. Really? And so, me and my friend Madhu we were just like every single day after school that, like, whenever the show was on, we're like, we have to watch this because he's so hot. <laughs> we just sat there and we just watched this guy, it was amazing. Um, that's Tony Robinson as well as the sheriff. Um, anyway, so we got sidetracked by this fantastic show. That's okay. I wonder if it holds up. 1989? Yeah, but it's him there. It's baby. Check him out. He's a Justin Bieber looking. Yes. Surfs up on the haircut. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Um, but it is a BBC comedy from the 80s and 90s, and they tend to hold a little bit better, Mm. so. Um, my number three. Guys, drop a... A fresh beat, if you will. Uh, oh, really? Like fresh Prince. Oh. Uh, it's uh, Men in Black. Yeah. I had oh, no, nice. great way to, no great way to introduce it. Yeah. Um, Men in Black was one of those ones that I had to beg my parents to hire like when it came out. like Because I think it was PG and we really weren't allowed to... Even though I would have been nine, <laughs> PG was kind of a bit risque. Like... I had a very sheltered, like, movie childhood. Yeah. Unless it was an 80s raunchy comedy, like... Um, and I remember, like, I got the novelization for my birthday from a friend, and I read it, and I said to my parents, I think we, we can watch it. Like, there's there's a little bit of language, but it's okay. And they're like, well, what's in it? I was like, well, there's the A word. Um, and they said the S word a couple of times. And the C word. And, of course, oh, yeah. I meant crap. <laughs> yeah. But I didn't know there was another C word. <laughs> and my parents were like, what? <laughs> and they're like, what, are we going to hire Are we going to watch it first? And then we'll, you know. And then, of course, they realized it was fine. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, we, um, I think that was the first VHS tape I ever owned, actually. Oh, like, really? Well, that's cool. I mean, I probably had, like, some cartoons and stuff. But the first movie that I ever owned, that was a present, like, one year. I still have it in this house somewhere. And it had a green case. It was the first VHS to kind of have a coloured case. Like, they only had black or clear for the most part. Uh, and the um, the cover art had, like, silver splashes on and stuff. Yeah. Very, very cool. But just that movie, like, in general, like, I, even now, and I probably haven't seen it in at least 15 years, I would say. Like, really? Like, yeah. It's Men long, in Black? Yeah. That's on a regular rotation for me. I Maybe once every couple of years. I, I haven't watched it in a while, but I still remember, like, so many things, like, um, congratulations to Squid. Yeah. Um... How come you get the big bazooka and I get the midget cricket? Um, of course, Rip Torn. Rip Torn's fantastic as Zed. Yeah. Um, David Cross, who's in the is in one and two. Like in one, he's the guy who keeps slapping the bugs in the morgue. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then in the second one, he's the one who like works at the video store, or whatever. It's like you guys want like some pizza pockets. <laughs> yeah. My mom can make some. 
She's got palsy, so it like starts with like a little bit of cheese, ends up being a lot of cheese. <laughs> like even though cheese is not a very good movie, like stuff like that. Yeah. I remember um, Linda Fiorentino, who plays the the like the morgue assistant or whatever, mm. and is like you know anything interesting? The body, great body, the dead body, yeah. like the stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, She's and, like feel that. He's like, yep, it's all normal. It's like yeah. normal. There's nothing in there or whatever. <laughs> Uh, Orion's Belt like I learned about that from yeah, that movie yeah that's right um, I think we all did probably it's um yeah um and Vincent D'Onofrio is the villain yeah. like having some sugar water yeah yeah he's like actually that's probably the most quoted one like sugar uh, and water oh. I just couldn't deal with all those cockroaches yeah. oh. and then like he pulls his face up and stuff oh, um yeah, it's a great flick. Like, I don't know how the CG holds up. Because I think the cockroach bug at the end, I think Edgar, the giant bug yeah. at the end, probably isn't as good. But there's a lot of puppets in there as well, so that stuff looks great. Um, yeah, Men in Black, man. Like, and then, yeah, like I remember, this is a, a little side note to that movie. A few years later, when we were in grade six, I won't say which friend it was, but um, we had to do show and tell. And my friend came in with a pair of sunglasses and had choreographed a dance to Men in Black by Will Smith. <laughs> and it was the weirdest, like, unnatural thing. Just because no one expected it. And everyone was like, why did you do this? Like, you could have just done anything. <laughs> <laughs> I still remember the moves and stuff. It was great. Um, good dude, though. But uh, that was just mm. so unexpected. Um, and that's a... Is that... That's not the movie that launched Will Smith. It would be Independence Day, but Independence Day, I think, yeah, because Independence Day was like '96. Yeah, wasn't yeah, and then this was '97. I think it was even later. Wasn't it like closer to '99? Maybe I might be in my years. Luna doesn't like the slamming outside. Just be happy that you don't have a broken jaw at this point, Luna. I did save your life. Um, no, '97. '97. Oh, there you go. Jeez, he had a really hot streak, didn't he? Yeah. With aliens. Mm. <laughs> he only does aliens. <laughs> uh, Tony Shalhoub was in as well. Um, so the guy kept getting his head blown off? Yeah. Um, and the talking pug, Frank. Oh, of course. I forgot about that. Um, just um, just a great... Just a great movie. And the guy who played Lurch was in as well. He was the really tall alien mm. in the cafe. Yeah. Um, Second one really wasn't very good, though. No, but three was was pretty good considering. Mm. Like, I don't remember two or three. Two um had uh, the really skinny woman. Like we had one like Lara Flynn Boyle. Lara Flynn Boyle and Johnny Knoxville was like a two headed yeah. alien. Oh yeah. They started just bringing in celebrities. Like yeah, Rosario Dawson was in it. They cut it with a really bad short haircut as well. But and, but she's still good in it. Like she's good in everything. Yeah. So like, and they had like Michael Jackson in it. And yeah, he's like, like I want to be oh. Asia M. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and doesn't like Zed do all his backflips and stuff? In yeah, there? <laughs> he does like yeah, it's so shit. Yeah. Oh, God. Uh. Like, it makes me laugh, but not for the right reasons. It's just so stupid. Um, the only good joke that I really remember is that David Cross like the palsy thing about the cheese. Yeah. That one still makes me laugh. Uh, Men in Black, great movie. Mm. Cool. Number all right, so shows, my number shows two, who number two works for. My number two is one that you, Nick, <laughs> might not know. Okay. I'm surprised that's not in the top five, actually. That should be in the top five. What's what? Austin Powers. Oh, no, yeah. Because you said, who is the biggest show who number two works for? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who does number two work for? We're going to get through this. <laughs> <laughs> you sure that turret is boss? 
Uh, um, but yeah, that movie was a massive part of my childhood. I, know, I don't know why it's not in mine, but I was always more a Spy Who Shagged Me kind of guy. Really? Oh, uh, yeah. see, I was always the original. But I saw two first. Oh, okay. Well, there's yeah. your problem. Um, yeah, so this China. movie, um, I made James watch this because this is obviously <laughs> this a big is. part of my childhood. And I bloody loved this movie. So my dad just like, every once in a while, he'd go to Blockbuster and just buy a random VHS tape. That was on sale. And mm. so he brought this back and it instantly became like a cult hit in our family. Me and my sister quote this like all the time whenever we like think of it. And it's a movie called Brain Donors. I've never heard of it. Um, and it's basically like the Three Stooges. Okay. Sort of thing like that. So it's very slapstick comedy. It's very like um, circumstantial sort of comedy and stuff like that. And it's just... So goddamn funny. And I just realized now doing some research on it, the director, um, Dennis Dun- Dugan, Dugan? Mm. is the same guy who directed like Happy Gilmore, Big Daddy. Unfortunately, yeah. the same guy who directed um, You Don't Mess With a Zohan um, and Grown Ups 2. And that's my boy. And basically, mm. it seems like any Adam Sandler movie. Mm. It is um, legitimately funny. Like we, yeah, were, we actually it. watched it the same. We watched Men in Black three. We were away. It was right before we moved out. Oh actually. really? Um, I mean, I like John Turturro. Um, yeah, it's because I remember like Tina was telling me about. It. I'm like, I don't know. This sounds kind of awful. And I looked at the posters, that poster, and I was like, oh, I don't know. Yeah. But Tina was like, we always watch stuff you want to watch. Like just watch <laughs> yeah. it. I want. I'm like, all right. And like, I laughed so much. I haven't watched it since. I don't remember mm. a lot, but I do remember laughing a lot. Yeah, it's really, really mm. funny. And just like the pranks that they pull are just really yeah. good. Um, and yeah, and so like me, like there's this, because um, just to sort of explain the story a little bit, basically what happens is that there's like this, um, if I remember correctly, there's like uh, this ballet company and they want to have um, this this famous ballet and, and prima ballerina um, to to be part of the ballet company um and so like the three stooges kind of characters um get into a whole bunch of hijinks in order to like ruin the show because they want to get um they're they're friends with the prima prima ballerina and they want um her husband or her fiance to be in it because he's this amazing um ballet dancer but the guy that the famous guy that they want is like really like arrogant and stuff like that so they do all this like crazy shit to him and so like one of the things is like as he's on stage and he's performing in front of like you know thousands of people as he does like a leap sort of thing they have a piece of fabric and they rip it just as he leaps so he thinks he's ripped his like pants and there's another part where like he gets towards closer towards the wings and they get a whoopee cushion and they shove it in his thing. So every time he jumps, it makes a fart noise. And it's so it's just, real highbrow here. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. It's really like that. And like there's another part where like he's doing a leap and he looks towards this ballerina to catch it. And they just throw out like this massive stuffed teddy bear. And it's like, it's just so funny. Like the way that they do it is just brilliant. And so that's my, that's my number two. It would be my number one. If it wasn't for like this, my number one being like the, the absolute like, um, what's the op- like, pinnacle of my childhood yeah. sort of thing. So it's a really good movie. It also has I really the, want to watch it again now. Yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing it. It also mm. has the grandmother from Sopranos in it. Oh, does it? Yeah. Okay. Number two. I'll show you guys who number two works for. <laughs> <laughs> it works for Luke Skywalker. Ah, good. Okay, so 
This is, uh, I'm talking about uh, episode five, Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, the best one. This is a tape. Uh, We never had this until the DVD box set. So, um, but this is a tape that I would go and watch every time I went to visit my auntie. She just had like the same, she had um, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves with Kevin Costner, which is horribly violent. Mm. I used to love that as well. (laughs) Um, And uh, Who's better, Kevin Costner or the Fox? Kevin Costner's looks with the fox's voice. <laughs> I mean, the fox got mentioned on your list and Kevin Costner didn't, so... Yeah, yeah. yeah it's a better movie. Anyway, <laughs> uh, I digress. Uh, Empire Strikes Back. I mean, I don't need to waste anyone's time talking about how good this film is, but mm. I just... I st- when I, I, was, I was this young when I started. It used to scare me, like, the monster in the cave on Hoth yeah. at the start when, he, when Luke gets kidnapped. That used to scare mm. me. And I used to be so freaked out and not understand the scene... When Luke goes into that little cave and Darth Vader's oh, there, I was like, yeah, I don't understand. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Why is Darth Vader here and he's just killed him? <laughs> yeah. Why is it Luke Skywalker? I just didn't understand. Yeah. It was like a metaphor and mm. stuff like that. So, um, yeah. So, how old were you when you got when you watched that? I would have that? been eight upwards, uh, yeah. okay, like yeah. old enough to watch mm. a tape by myself. You know, yeah. I need to yeah. put a tape in a player and watch it. So. See, I got into Star Wars really late. I think I got into Star Wars, well, not really late, but like later, later than that. Me. So like yeah. I reckon I was probably maybe 14 or 15 yeah. when okay, I watched the first one. But then I was not really, I'd seen them all mm. and then episode one came out in like 99 mm. and that's when I became a massive fan mm. so but before that it was just about yeah I, I remember um I was over at my friend Eliza's house and we were having like um a party and um they were like oh what are we gonna what are we gonna watch and um they were like oh and Eliza's like oh let's let's put on this let's put on you know Star Wars I've heard it's really good it's like that sounds like shit <laughs> and it was number four and I was just like instantly hooked I was like this is the greatest movie yeah. on the face of the planet. How come nobody's ever told me about this movie before? And Eliza's like, you know, there's another two. I was like, there's another two? Yeah. Sort of thing. And I just like... I... How old did you say you were at the time? I think I was about 14 or 15. There would be another four at that point then. Because Phantom Menace um, was definitely yeah, out. Yeah, and that's right, it was. Out as well. yeah. Um, yeah, if, if you want to laugh, there's a lot of videos on YouTube of people putting... Like filming their kids mm. watching the scene when yeah. he's like, "I am your father," yeah. and like there was like, "What?" Yeah, <laughs> such a cool moment. So that was ruined for me. Like I didn't yeah. watch Star Wars. The first Star Wars film I saw was Attack of the Clones in mm. cinemas. So mm. I was a real late bloomer. Yeah, that's why whenever people are like Attack of the Clones is the worst movie, I'm like, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> yeah, that was great. I really enjoyed yeah. that. I don't know. I've watched it in a while. Well, you really thought the Clones was number two, is it? Yeah. Was See, it? I loved it because at that point in time, that was when I was getting into my whole like. Boys are hot sort of thing. Mm. Christian Hayden, Hayden Christensen was like smoking yeah, and all I this kind agree of with that, but it's a really yeah. Good act. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what? Actually, I was... Natalie Portman like scaling that tower and like yeah. that with that midriff. Yeah. Well, it's the same with me and Hayden Christian being all like you know. But I would argue that you underestimate my power. Has maintained her looks, whereas yeah. I saw this really funny meme. There's a, right at the start of the third one. You know how they face off with Dooku at the end of the second yeah, one yeah. and escapes. Right at the start of the third one, Anakin goes like, "My powers have doubled since last time we fought Count," and he's, and he goes, "Twice the pride, double the fall." And someone's taken a screenshot of that and put that quote. And the <laughs> meme is just like, when you live on a planet that has like uh, double the amount of lines and an extremely long fall period, like autumn or something like that. I, I think know, actually I funny. must have seen Star Wars in Year Seven mm. because. 
when I was in into like Attack of the Clones, that was when I was in Year Eight because I remember being on Year Eight camp and I'd bought the book Attack of the Clones and I brought it with me and I read it before I went to bed. And I thought that that was Year Seven camp, but it can't have been Year Seven camp. It must have been, have been Year Eight yet. camp. Mm. Um, and so that means I must have watched Star Wars when I was in Year Seven. Mm. The only problem with Attack of the Clones, I know that wasn't the film we're talking about, but it did come up, <laughs> is yeah. all that Cypher Diaz stuff. You know, when he goes to investigate the clone arm, yeah. like that's really boring. Mm. But then you get like yeah, a thousand is. Jedi in a pit fighting monsters. Yeah. Like, that's great. Yeah. Yeah, that um, bit was really You cool. know what I'll say for Hayden, old mate Hayden? Mm. He's not great at the dialogue and emotion. I think he's a really good choice for the physical stuff. Mm. I buy a lot more than some of the other characters that he can wield a lightsaber. I'd probably also buy his rage. I think he does his mm. rage pretty good. But everything else, like... I think it's a hard role to play as well. Because yeah. he's ha- he has to play someone who's... He's going to turn into... Limited the... emotions, but, like, his emotions are fighting against him. He's going to turn into the biggest villain in the universe. Yeah. Biggest badass. Mm. So it's pretty tough to play the good version of that, you know? Yeah, I mean, you're probably right, but I'm sure they could have found... I mean, look, there's, he isn't the biggest problem with that part of the franchise. Like, mm. there are other problems, like script mm. um, and the overuse of CGI yeah. and stuff like that. I don't think um, it, there was a set built. I think it was just screens. Yeah, it seems like it for the most part. Yeah. Anyway, that was my number two. Mm. Right, we talked more about a number two than anything else. He was in the Virgin Suicides. Uh, my number two is uh, another kind of slapstick comedy uh, from the 90s. An SNL movie starring the, a young Chris Rock uh, and even more so a young uh, Chris Farley. Uh, Beverly Hills Ninja. Yeah, Beverly Hills Ninja. Um, it's all about like this uh, this white boy who gets lost at sea and is found by... Uh, a dojo of Japanese ninjas, and they raise him as one of their own. But he just ne- yeah. he just never quite quite uh, fits in. Is that the fat guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I have seen that. Um, oh god! Look, <laughs> look at the, look at the poster. The poster's fa- uh, in the, yeah. yeah. Nice jacket. Who shot the couch? Yeah. But that poster, Kung Fu. <laughs> yeah. Look at that. <laughs> <laughs> if you just uh, go on IMDb and look up this film, and oh my god, I'm not even kidding. Probably the most rented movie of my childhood. <laughs> like, we probably watch it every other week. Like, um, to this day, my brother and I still quote it. When do we have to lift something heavy? Because in the opening, the kind of montage of them trained to be ninjas, they have to lift these piping hot cauldrons with their wrists. And they're like, dude! Like, because they're like, trying to like kind of exert that pressure. So whenever my brother and I lift heavy things this day, so one of us would go, dude! And then like, <laughs> inevitably drop it. Um... <coughs> Like, it's just, I don't know, like, it's been a while since I've watched it, but, like, there's so many great scenes, like, he does, like, he's a Chippendale dancing to, um, uh, oh, I can't remember what song it is now, uh, maybe You, you Sexy Thing or something, mm. um, no, I'm Too Sexy, that's what he dances to, there's a scene where he goes undercover as a, um, teppanyaki chef, <laughs> and, like, he can't... He's just terrible. Yeah, so, that. like, yeah. he throws, like, a strip and lands like a woman's cleavage. <laughs> he, like, throws ruts all over the place. And then when the ninjas come in to, like, stop him, like, the evil ninjas, he's, like, beating them up with, like, giant fish and stuff. <laughs> um, it's so, like, it's so stupid, but... 
it's just hilarious. Like it's right around the same time as like Billy Madison and stuff. So there's that mm. kind of humor, um, but a little bit more palatable, like a little bit more family friendly than than a Billy Madison. Um, <laughs> it's just yeah, and it's got the guy who played Liu Kang in uh, Mortal Kombat as his brother, like his adopted brother and stuff. Um, everything I think of like at one point he's like showing her this scroll, this ancient scroll. And then, like, he spills coffee on it or something. And then he just to roll it back up. It's just, like, all folded and messed and torn. Um, it's just, yeah, like, it just... Just talking about it now makes me, like, laugh so much. I think I've got it somewhere, so I need to rewatch it now. But it's it's definitely worth checking out. I can't promise it'll hold up. But if you like Chris Farley, like, if you like, like, Black Sheep or um, Tommy Boy or any of that sort of stuff, his earlier work... I haven't really seen much. I... He's not in much. Like, he didn't get to do much before he died, unfortunately, but... Uh, Pass away. Yeah, he passed away. He like did. I think he went out the same way as John Belushi, which is like with speed balls, just like addicted to like coke and oh, heroin. God. Yeah, like, Jesus. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> they did a documentary about him a couple of years ago, actually, and they had one of his brothers. And I was like, Chris Farley's alive because he looks that like oh, yeah. they look almost identical. But um, yeah, Kung, uh, Beverly Hills Ninja, like just like Chris Rock plays like a a bellhop, or whatever, and he wants to be like l- like training the way of the ninja with this great master. But it's Chris Farley and he's terrible. So like he's telling him like all these like stories and lessons that just don't make sense. <laughs> um, yeah, Belly Hill Ninja is fantastic. So that's my number two. Number two. Nice. There we go. Gold medal. All right. So the gold medal is probably not surprising. Like I said, there's no Harry Potter. Um, but I mean, what did I love before Harry Potter? Pocahontas. So Pocahontas is number one. I thought it might be. Um, because obviously, like, if it's something where you know, you love it so much, you try to become Pocahontas by growing porn. Uh, oh my god. <laughs> by growing porn. By growing corn in your backyard. I wonder how one does that. I don't know. And by like. Um, how do you spell Pocahontas? Um, P O C A. Yeah. That was the longest word I ever learned how to spell when I was younger. And it's on Netflix now. Is it really? And I was like, like James, James was at work and I came home and I went on Netflix and I was like, I like had a little like silent scream where I was like, oh my god, Pocahontas is on Netflix, I have to watch this right now. Even though we have it on Blu-ray. Yeah. And DVD and VHS. And it was just like, it was just like amazingness. I don't remember seeing it in cinema, um, but I literally watched this film every single day. Oh my god. And I mean like, I watched Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. Every single day after school, like really? without fail, because Babs would be at work and Mum would be at work, and I'd come home early because um, George and Elizabeth would be at uni, and so I'd literally like chuck on the VHS tape and watch Harry Potter every single day for an entire year until Chamber of Secrets. Came I think out. we need to talk about the lack so of parental supervision like, in your life. <laughs> yeah, um, and so like Pocahontas was at least once a day. There would be time like. You know that CD that you, you play as a kid and it drives your parents yeah. insane? That absolutely would have driven my parents insane. Mm. I had so much Pocahontas memorabilia. It's <laughs> upstairs right now. I have the Pocahontas hut playset. I had the Pocahontas Polly Pocket. I had the Pocahontas necklace that was like um, a bubble blower as well. Mm. Everything. Yeah. You, th- you think it? Poca- <laughs> I had Pocahontas knife and fork that you I would have a sit. Mark? But I had multiple, I had multiple books to the point where like, I remember it was grade five. It was my birthday. You know how like when you're in primary school, like even just the kids would just get you a present. 
sort of thing like that, even though like they didn't have to because yeah. like they weren't your friends really. And I got three of the same Pocahontas book because everybody knew that I loved yeah. Pocahontas. That was your thing. That was my thing. Do you know what I mean? So like right now I'm wearing Slytherin tracky dacks, Slytherin um, socks, and I've got all this like Harry Potter stuff. But back then it was just like Pocahontas, everything. Mm. I had Pocahontas watch, backpack, jumper. That jumper was so heartbreaking as well because that was my special jumper. And I never wore it because it was my special jumper. Mm. But then obviously what happens? You grow out oh, of it no. and then you, you can't actually it. wear it. And I <laughs> never wore it because it was my special jumper. It's like Kevin McAllister and his skates. Exactly. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. That's a good life lesson for anyone listening. It is. And you I should still... always never save your good wine That's or scotch. Because right. you drop dead. Yep. You haven't drunk it. And I still to this day have not learned that lesson mm. because I have my special... Union Jack high heels that I never wear mm. and I still have my special snooty fox jumper that I never mm. wear and these are like top of my list yeah. of you know items and I never wear them because I'm like no they're special for a special day yeah. and that special day never comes our wedding they just yeah I'll wear them for our wedding yeah. that's not special yeah. that's a snooty fox jumper. yeah it's not spooky. yeah exactly yeah. but yeah Pocahontas was literally like Casey my arrangement. <laughs> yeah. yes um, do you like was it the character or the film as a general package? I have no idea. I think it was the artwork. Mm. I think that's actually what it was because I loved the way... I just loved the way she looked and I loved the way her hair was animated. And whenever they did the wind with the leaves and stuff like that and then it blew through her hair, it was just like, oh my God, because I didn't give a shit about John Smith. Mm. I, didn't no care about, I didn't care about Ratcliffe and that whole part of the story. All I cared about was Pocahontas. I was in love with Pocahontas. So I'm surprised that I didn't end up being like having lesbian tendencies or anything like that because like she was just gorgeous and she had an awesome rack and well, amazing body and Did all this she? kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome like the way that she was animated and stuff. Mm. I still and just like Aurora personally. Um, yeah, so we had like the it's we had to um had to see. And Miku Miku was so funny as well. And it was just like I don't know, like just how like she was a free spirit and she got to like um ride around in a canoe and everything and she had freedom like that. Not like the other princesses where it was all like, you know, um, oh, I'm in a tower and I gotta wait mm. for a guy to I don't to want free. to get married. Like, I don't want to get married. I want to sing. Did you ever see Pocahontas 2 yeah, Journey to yeah. a New World? Yeah. And I can, um. Is it better than the. No. Than the 4.9 it's currently got on IMDb? Oh, yes. Yes. It's better than 4.9. Yeah, but, but not as good as Pocahontas. But it's not as good as the first Pocahontas. 6.7 no. is. The animation's different. Uh, and so that's what makes it not as good in my mind. And also the story mm. um, is is. I mean, sequels are never as good. Do you know what I mean? Mm. But yeah, the animation, Empire the, the, back, the change in the. I like the first Home Alone. Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, that's different. That's part of a series. Godfather. It's not a, oh yeah. I like the first Godfather. Yeah, so do I. But yeah. I was just questioning. Um, <laughs> although I like the second Back to the Future more. Oh, you the like one. the first one more. I know. Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, but yeah, so Pocahontas <laughs> is my number one and I could relay all my stories and history of Pocahontas, but for another time. We were looking at, we were talking about how attractive Disney princesses were and so I was looking up Aurora from Sleeping Beauty because I think she's... Yeah, she's, she's awesome. She's I did, hot. I did forget that your dad was in this movie. That's not my dad. Yeah, it is. No, it isn't. King Babs. King Babs. 
actually doesn't have a goat. He has just a big, magnificent mustache. Oh. But that mustache is pretty, <laughs> pretty magnificent. Yeah. Uh, number one. Number one for me. No Nolan films, I'm guessing. No, no. I didn't. I mean, if I was alive, then I would have loved it. You were alive. <laughs> I mean, if I was like old enough to, you know, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> It's late. <laughs> it is late. We've been here for a while. Look, if I was alive in my childhood, <laughs> um, you lost my train of thought. Oh yeah, the movie. My number one movie: Steve Martin, Chevy Chase, Martin Short. Three amigos. I still haven't seen it. This was the one VHS that we wore out. Um, had it. I don't know. No, it was off a. Um, I still know the ads from about 1996. Now I just there was one where. Um, a guy, I don't know why he's crawling through this like aqueduct. I don't know why it's like a secret pool facility, and it's like really he's in like this real crusty, grimy sort of like like gym bathroom kind of thing. Mm. And then he has like this um, gel that he pours on the wall and like scrapes it down. And then the next scene, he's like he's in this like glistening. Imagine like the prefect's bathroom kind yeah. of set up, um, and it's like an ad for like some bathroom cleaning product. Um, but yeah, the three amigos. Um, so you had it taped? Is that what you're saying? Sorry, yeah, it was. It was. A tape. I was also trying to figure out. I'm like, I think he might have had it taped based on the description of the ad that makes no sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, obviously, it, well, yeah, it wasn't a purchase VHS. Yeah. It was a taped off the TV. No, those are expensive, man. Um, yeah, and oh, I watched it. It was my go to work with my dad's sick movie. Yeah, mm. you know. Like, well, you don't know. You weren't there. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. You when know you how, weren't alive. <laughs> yeah. You know, when you, you know, you're sick. And I, for me, I had to go to my dad's work and they just have like an old TV set up so I could mm. watch stuff there. So that was always what I'd take in. Um, and I will always love that movie. Mm. I never get sick of like the puns and the, the like in jokes from mm. that movie. And I think it works on, as you get older, you understand why some of the jokes are funny that you mm. get when... Uh, when you're a young whippersnapper, so yeah, I gotta watch it still. You haven't seen it? No, I, haven't seen I it. do. I really recommend it. I, think I do have it, so I'll get there. Yeah. On um, an additional note, just because of Steve Martin, um, one of my favorite movies from my childhood, so I'll say it as an honourable mention, was Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. Mm. I haven't seen it. Oh man, it's it's good. fantastic. It's yeah. so good. It's um, Michael Caine and Steve Martin. Not Mother. Uh, they're like con men, so like Michael yeah. Caine's a very sophisticated like. Um, comment who goes around and like rips off like very elegant rich wealthy european women and stuff and he uh, considers it an art form he's very proper about it whereas steve martin's kind of a sleazy just guy just like a pickpocket sort yeah, of yeah he's mm. kind of like the artful dodger or something yeah. like just not as good um and they meet each other like by happenstance on a train and michael kane figures out kind of what he's doing fairly quickly and he's like look we can't both work this island let's look this area unless we work together so i'm gonna train you how to be a gentleman con man and we're gonna do it yeah. together um and like he puts him through like, through hell like he has to be like a mentally challenged like a, <laughs> with corks on his fork and so like it's <laughs> it's so funny like it still holds up and that's i think an 80s film as well like definitely worth checking out cool but that's not my number one i didn't want although that was probably like my teens when i saw that one my number one is a film i've mentioned a bunch of times um and horribly inappropriate for a child but we had it taped off tv so all the swearing was cut out uh, it was the Blues Brothers. Oh, yes. yeah. I, I always forget that you're a massive fan of this. Mm-hmm. Um, this was like a film that I watched with my dad probably every week. And if not every week, every other week. Like we And we wore this one out as well. Like It was taped, so you already got the lines every now and then. You had to do the tracking on the yeah. VHS remote. The beginning of the film, like you missed the first couple of minutes. 
Um, also, because it was on TV, they'd cut stuff out as well. So when I saw it on DVD for the first time, I was like, ah, I don't know this scene. And also, wow, they swear a lot in this movie. Yeah. Like, it's nuts how dirty that film is. Like, it's, you know, I watched it all the time. Um, but just love, like, love the music. Like, I, you know, every day in the car, we would always listen to, like, you know, Clapton or James Brown or Percy Sledge or Sam and Dave. Mm. Um, and, of course, the look of the soundtrack as well. Like, we just listened to all that. Uh, so I loved all that. I still remember, like, each, like, ad break, how it ended. Like, it came up with, like, the photo of them facing each other and the camera clicking clean, photographed in jail or whatever. Except for the very last ad break, because they played a really long song, so they just let the song play through instead. Yeah. Um, like, all the cameos and stuff, like, all the different musicians. Like, Aretha Franklin's great in it. And Ray Charles. Ray Charles is excellent, and he's got the gun and, like, yeah. just shoot the kid at one point. <clears throat> Um, Carrie Fisher, who I think I mentioned uh, in the couple in the Valentine's episode, mm. um, is great in it. Twiggy is the model of uh, the gas station girl. Uh, I love that they have the big speaker on their car driving yeah. around advertising. Um, of course, the, the mother of all police chases. Yeah, has that really great crash scene. Like they fight Nazis in it. Um, John Candy's in it. Like there's a terrible orange uh, whip. Yeah, orange whip. Orange whip. Three orange whips. <laughs> Uh, we're in a we're in a car. We're in a truck. <laughs> like when they drive through. Yeah. Um. And then just like Belushi and and Aykroyd are just fantastic. Like, and I was always more an Aykroyd guy. I liked the I, I liked him and his kind of like his way of doing things. Whereas my brother preferred um preferred Jake as opposed to Elwood. Um. And we used to like when we were going, when we went to churches because I'd do like a talent night every now and then. And we'd always do the Blues Brothers, and I used to always get really annoyed because we didn't have suits as kids, and my parents wouldn't let me get one. I always wanted a suit, because the Blues Brothers wore suits. Mm. So we would just wore, like, a shirt and, like, corduroys. Uh. And I didn't even have, like, the black pork pie hat. It was, like, a cowboy hat. Like, Uh. it was so disappointing. I was like, but... I was like, this is nothing like... I mean, the only thing that looks right is the sunglasses. (laughs) And so I remember, like, just hating that, because I'm like, no, like, they're meant to... Like, the Blues Brothers was my life for a long, long time. Like, whenever, like, we wanted to do performances at school, I was like, we should do the Blues Brothers. And I was like, we don't know what that is. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. um, that was my obsession. And, like, yeah, again, like, I just love the music. Like, it's funnier to me now than it was then because I didn't get all the jokes. Like, um, I kind of got the more visual jokes. Like, you know, this is glue, strong stuff. And they put on like, the brake pads. So when the car goes to, like, chase them later, he can't slow the car down yeah. to the lake and stuff. So that stuff I remember... Uh, and all the crashes, but now like all the audio gags and stuff works. Well, the rest, the restaurant scene where mm. the very snooty restaurant throwing chicken yeah. pieces at each other yeah. and stuff. Um, I always my my one um, visual like when I think back on that film is this image of like uh, is it Jake was that uh, Belushi? Yeah, yeah. Of him just like like more wise like wrong cup, sir. It's yeah, just yeah. Like, He's yeah. just holding it up, just like that. No. Actually, I think it's Elwood who does that, though. Oh, is it? Yeah. yeah. They're just, like, half-chewing a lobster. Or yeah. Like... <laughs> um, when they did the... I mean, there's a lot of police chases in it. Like, when they do the um, the drive through the, the mall, and, the, like, they're just driving around, like, knocking people over and, like, all the yeah. mannequins and stuff. And there's one point where someone's in a Toys R Us, and like, yeah, do you have a Miss Piggy? And then the car crashes yeah. through. Um, uh, it's, yeah, I love it. Like... It's been a long time since I've watched... Actually, no. It's been a couple of years. I remember um, when I had um, a team was doing production rehearsals. I was in bed one night with Loki and I was like, yeah, I'm just going to check on Blues Brothers for a while. And it got to one of my favourite scenes, but definitely one of the toughest scenes to watch if you don't like that movie. And it's in the church where they're doing the weird leg dancing and like they're doing all backflips and stuff. And like Tina came and she's like, what are you watching? I'm like, 
watch English Brothers. So like, <laughs> yeah. And I was just like, because it's so stupid. Like, I love it, but I was just like, if you don't like it or know the movie, you're like, what is this? This is weird. Yeah, like, and it was exactly how I felt about so it. So I was like, oh, I'll turn it off. It's fine. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, that's like my earliest memory of movies, like watching Blue Brothers, like with my dad and my brother and my mum. Mm. And then my sister later on as well, but she didn't. Like, Blues Brothers existed for us before she did, funnily enough. Yeah, so. yeah. Back when you were alive. <laughs> yeah, back when I was alive. <laughs> On a side note, that's Pocahontas's rack. Oh, very nice. Yeah, you know, it's Bravo. quite quite full. <laughs> quite a buxom. Yeah, yeah buxom. <laughs> a buxom uh, princess of the indigenous community. Um, does anyone have any honourables? <sighs> Honourable, I um, do. Yeah, oh man, like I could go on forever. Like, um, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, mm. Back to the Future, as we said, Austin Powers, mm. um, Billy Madison is yeah, a big what, one. Yeah, that was a bit later for me. Happy, Happy Gilmore, Gilmore was definitely was a big one. one. Mm. Yeah, uh, all Big of those Daddy was one as well, which we played a lot. Underrated film, actually. Yeah. It's got. Um, I think I've ever seen it once. Joey Lauren Adams and uh, Leslie Mann both in that film. Who's Leslie Mann? She's. um. She's married to Judd Apatow, and she was in like. No, no, sorry, uh, sorry. The in, character, yeah. Uh, she's the one with the like. You better get away from the freezer, or your boobs will harden. She's the one that I think left him. Like she's the one that left him at the start. Oh, isn't that? Are you sure that's her? I thought that was someone else. Pretty sure it's Leslie Mann, but I will look it up while you keep talking about. Uh, okay, my honourables, of course, Home Alone. I just didn't put that in because <laughs> yeah, Home Alone's on mine as well. I was well. like, I couldn't take up a spot. It's just like a given for, yeah. for all of us. I think that Home Alone awesome. one to three. That's what I felt no. about Pocahontas. I was like, oh, I feel like that's a given. Yeah. But then I was like, oh. but you know what? But that's like that's like your given though. Mm. It's different. I think Home Alone is like we all agree. It's kind of mm. like yeah, it's Leslie Mann. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Um, do you know who else is it? I thought that was George R. R. Martin for a second. I'm like, who's that? <laughs> but are you sure that's his partner? I thought she was like a friend or something. Like, no, the original girl he dated, and then she left him because he was hopeless. And then he started dating Joey Lauren Adams. This one, who was the lawyer, and oh. she was also in Chasing Amy. Tina doesn't like her. Yeah. Um, and my last one mm. is a cartoon. Is I can't put a finger on when it was made, but it's called Fern Gully. The last. Oh one yeah, yeah, yeah. Fern and they sing a Wilson Pickett song, Land of yeah. a Thousand Dances. Oh, and oh, all yeah. the Land Before Time movies. Was there a big Land Before Time guy? Really? I think I saw the first one. Oh my one, god, but... I cried mm. and cried and cried. Look who played uh, the child in Big Daddy, Jughead. Oh wow, there you go. Yeah. From Riverdale. Cole Sprouse, she said it was a weird name. My other one was, I've mentioned this at the Christmas... Uh, list as well, but my one was all also the snowman. Yeah, and the movie the snowman oh, yeah. that always had a big, big impact on me. Probably, you know, what else was put on that list? Jingle all the way. I was a big fan of that as a kid. <laughs> um, I, we said Home Alone. Um, I also love the Power Rangers movie. Didn't watch that one as much, uh, but I really like that one. Mm. Um, Mortal Kombat, as I mentioned before, the first time I ever watched, it, I borrowed a taped version from a friend of mine, and I was home six. I watched it twice in one day. And my mom was like, don't tell your dad that I let you watch this. I was like, I already told him I watched it twice. <laughs> and he wasn't impressed. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, not a good movie uh, at all, but Super Mario Brothers. Oh, of course. How did that not, that not make my honourables? Um, yeah. I should also probably give a shout out to Arnie because I watched a lot of his You movies. were a big Arnie kid. I didn't watch a lot of Arnie stuff until... In fact, I still haven't watched a lot of Arnie stuff. For some stuff. reason, he operated outside the normal rules of what was allowed. For, for some reason, violence... 
meted out by Arnie. Mm. wasn't the same as other people's violence. Just I was allowed to watch like yeah. I watched True Lies from a young age. Terminator. True Lies. Always, is good. Terminator Two. Sorry, I always watched. Uh, I mean, I've been watching Commando since I was like thirteen or fourteen. Is that an R-rated <clears> one? <throat> yeah. Yeah, I haven't seen it still. Funny uh, guy. I just know you <laughs> yeah. always quote him to me. Uh, I keep meaning to bring you the Blu-ray. Yeah, I'll bring that to you. And um, so yeah, Arnie. You know what the weird thing was like. When I was old enough to fight, like the first film I actually wanted to see by Arnie, as opposed to sit sit down and someone puts the film on for you, I was at the age when it was like that weird like devil one. Oh, um, end of days. End of days, and I didn't understand it. I remember liking it. I haven't seen it in a long time. I don't know if it's any good, but I remember liking some because Arnie versus Satan. Like yeah. it's a great idea. Doesn't he end up skewered though, or something like that? I can't remember. It's been that yeah. long. I can't remember anything about it except for at one point there was like an explosion. <laughs> Yo, in an Arnie film. Yeah, I know. No. <laughs> um, uh, speaking of Arnie, actually, another favorite of mine as a kid, and it's kind of surprising I haven't mentioned this character at all yet. Uh, Batman and Robin, as a kid, yeah. great movie. As an adult, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, but um, as a kid, like, I love that was my first Batman movie. Uh, I was always a Batman Forever guy. I never saw. Batman, I didn't see Batman Forever because Jim Carrey was in it. So of course, my parents didn't want to see that movie because uh. they don't like Jim Carrey. But uh, but Batman and Robin, uh, I saw. Uh, and that was maybe the first had the first woman I had a crush on because I loved Uma Thurman as Poison yeah, Ivy. Uma Thurman, she yeah. is banging in that role as well. Yeah, yeah, she's. I mean, I don't know whether her performance is great because it is very big and wrong. Yeah. Um, but she looks great. Yeah. I just always remember the weird rubber lips. Yeah. Yeah. Gross. And also bat nipples, bat ass, yeah. bat groin. There's a lot yeah. of problems like bat a, credit card. Like at one point, <laughs> like card. poison ivy sitting in a plant that she's clearly tamed to be a seat, but then when she's pushed in it later, it eats her. Yeah, it's like yeah. what? Yeah. yeah, I mean, look, there's a lot of problems in that movie. What you should do? Oh my god, we should sit down and like do a commentary of this film. Yeah, <laughs> it'd be so good to do. Um, that's it. That's all. That's well, our. Ch- just very quickly, just to bring it back to Land Before Time for a second. Did you know there are fourteen Land Before Time yeah, movies? Yeah, did. And there's a series and, as well. And, yeah, and the TV series. And they were created by George Lucas and Steven Spielberg. The first one would have been. I don't know if they're all. Like... No, apparently, like the series was like um, directed and produced by Don Bluth and executive produced by George Lucas and Steven Spielberg. Well, I feel like towards the like they produced they just slapped their name on it at this point. Yeah, that's like, true. It's like how Jim Henson's still making stuff, but he's been dead for years, <laughs> and the stuff that he's making is awful. Like it's just rubbish CGI. It's not even good CGI. Like, um, there we go. That's gonna do it. This is a long episode. A, this must be at least what two hours. Two it's over quarter? two hours. Like it's probably closer to two and a half. Oh god. Um, this is like a long. Are we a long pretentious movie? <laughs> probably. We are the There Will Be Blood of podcasts. Oh, There Will Be Blood. It was a good film, yeah. wasn't it? We're, we're not Moonlight. We have an ending and we're wrapping it all up. Yeah. So it's still going to be Moonlight, guys. Yeah. Uh, next week, I imagine, will be all about Alien. Um, hopefully, I will be able to review Get Out because we're going to try and save that mm-hmm. during the week. And then we're going to try and see Alien as well. And uh, spoilers, we'll probably talk about our favourite aliens in cinema and TV, I imagine, unless something more prevalent comes up. Happy with that. Uh, anything to add, guys, before we leave? No quizzes? Bonsoir. No, I th- even if I did, I think we'd be testing everyone's patience at this point. <laughs> uh, that's going to do it for this week's episode, guys. I'm James Chalmers, and with me as always are Nick and Tina. See you later. Good night. Catch you next week.